To the hardwired hinterland. Yay! <laughs> uh, we skipped last week's episode because we were doing a lot of uh, fiddly, fiddly bits. Reasons. And <laughs> logistics. So, yes, logistics and such. Uh, the team has decided to go off to Dino, uh, Dinosaur Island, which is otherwise known as Lizard Woods. Lizard Woods. And which is its own environ. Um, you just kind of head. North, according to the map, because there is no north, uh, and <laughs> uh, make a uh, make a left at what? What was what were we heading at? Uh, ice cap. I, no, we, we, we avoided ice cap, but yeah. we, we went towards our Kansas. Our Kansas, Kansas. Yeah. So basically, they headed toward our Kansas, made a left, and banked around ice cap to get over to Lizard Woods. Um, it's uh, they're a little wondering about a, a, a ghost blip they saw on their radar, wondering if in fact a plane might be following them or not. They haven't seen it for a while, so we're not quite sure. There's a lot of strange things in the Hater Land. Who knows what that could have been? Anyways, they've come now into Lizard Woods, a a mist shrouded uh, environ, mountainous, tall climax forest. Cretaceous, or is that the is that the right term? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Jurassic, Jurassic, not Cretaceous, I think. Anyways, the point is, is that uh, there are two research stations on this environ, uh, one on each side. Uh, they uh, travel to the one where they are actually getting a response from uh, their transponders, who welcomed them in after they landed. Uh, into their uh, enclosure, which had a lot of dinosaurs running around outside, but the actual enclosure around the camp itself was uh, uh, not electrified, but uh, very, well, it was fenced, very highly Pal- fenced. Palisades, palisades. Sticky. Actually, it was a sort of a, a ring of uh, of, of uh, basically uh, the equivalent of a pike wall all the way around it. Punji sticks. Punji sticks. Uh, though they did have a number of smaller dinosaurs in there that apparently they're experimenting with and re- uh, researching and whatnot. So you guys got there in time to uh, park your uh, plane over in the soft, loamy, grassy uh, surface of this place, sinking in like you were walking across a kid's playing field. We jimmied up the wheels on boards, though. That's right. So yeah. hopefully... It won't. Uh, it won't be too bad. Uh, got in. Uh, had a little talk with um, uh, Sarah Miles, a cryptozoologist. Uh, that was something Zach was doing. Uh, apparently, they had a number of duck-billed 
uh, uh, dinosaurs that uh, were uh, had been pretty well trained to lift researchers over the uh, the, the fence that enclosed them. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, he stepped in something he shouldn't have and has contracted uh, sleeping fever. So he's now in the bunkhouse, uh, sweating a little bit with cold compresses being put on his brow. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the, of the uh, of Tinkerman's transport company are uh, t- speaking with the head of the research station. Uh, did I give you a name for that? Not yet. Oh, okay. Um, we hadn't actually met with him or had that conversation. Uh, that would be... Um, uh, uh, Alan Halzane. Rather, um, as, as it seems to go, uh, uh, an older-looking gentleman, though obviously he's still basically in his mid-30s, which tells you that he's an older gentleman in the hinterland. And uh, though most of his staff appears to be pretty young, uh, and so he's uh, been answering your questions uh, about uh, the other research station, which uh, apparently seems to be dead, as far as you can tell. Okay. Did you get any transmissions from them, like last-minute health, health transmissions? He says we did, and we sent our crawler down there to um, see you know, if we could help, because we don't have any planes ourselves. It's pointless to fly across this island because of the mist. How um, would you get to help if you needed it? I'm sorry? If you needed someone to be medevaced off, mm-hmm. how would you do that? Uh, well, we could try to reach somebody over on um, ice, uh, on either uh, Arkansas or um, uh, ice. Ice cap? Ice cap, yeah. So you do have the capability of transmitting a signal there. We we can uh, we do have the ability of sending a strong enough signal as like a, a an emergency one, but um, they uh, it, it's not it's they don't it's not their policy to actually communicate outside uh, of talking to Interpol agents. Uh, but we could send an emergency signal and they could come get us. Uh, normally we just operate on a standard schedule of of, of resupply runs. There's, um, Do you have any sort of uh, knowledge of these fly run um, timing for the other station? Are you refueled at the same time and resupplied at the same time? No, we are we are completely separate. Um, they they have their own contracts with their own uh, transport companies. Do you have any details at least? So you know from a say like a competitive briefing who they do business with? Um, actually, um, even if you don't know the specifics, just so we can maybe reach out as another um, point. Um, I think that uh, they uh, operate out of a um, concern over in uh, almost Canada. Because and and they, you guys are the Carnegie Mellon station here? No, no, that's the... Um, uh, oh, yes, yes, we are. We are the Carnegie Mellon station. They're the other station. You know what... Um and you know this to be true because you content when you were talking to the <coughs> dean, you know, a paleontologist, he didn't know anything about any problems or anything 
and, and, uh, and he said that they'd recently been resupplied and there hadn't been any problems. So that really wasn't yours at all. You and, what, and what is the uh, university that they, they do support for? You said it was in almost Canada? Yeah, it's, 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 it's the new, uh, uh, new Windsor, New Windsor University. But I think they also have ties with um, the biological research station over at uh, Bruno's Vineyards. I think is um, I think they I have my suspicions. I, I think that they um, have been transporting uh, wildlife mm. off of the island over to um, that game preserve there. So, wow, that's a pretty heavy-handed suspicion. Uh, if you would mind chat with the these guys for just a minute, I've, I've got to go consult with uh, my guy over here about something. Sure, sure. Well, make sure you get some dinner because you know the kitchen doesn't stay open all night. So, and so you said that you did get a help request from them just before they. Yes, yes, I did. What did they say? Well, it was just a, 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 a emergency signal. Like I said, we operate primarily through that kind of thing. We, we have a special circuit set up to receive that. It's always open. That channel's always open for emergency signals. So they just send a signal, but they didn't say anything. They're dinosaurs. Right. right. They turn on their automated emergency broadcast. Right. Right. As I say, it's it's not a... Um, uh, most of the time, we uh, uh, our, our um, equipment is primarily oriented toward uh, contacting people... Uh, our people in the field, you know, we only have a limited range on our equipment. So again, those kinds of things that can transmit over 200 miles, there's a fairly high boost on them. Mm-hmm. So they, it's one of those things where if they were if they were trying trying to communicate for a long period of time, they would either burn out their equipment or uh, possibly their batteries. Uh, it just depends on how they're set up, but most. Of the bigger stations, you know, like you might find in one of the cities, we don't have that kind of a setup. We don't have that kind of a tower. We don't. As a matter of fact, we can't. This is we've tried to put up towers before, and the, the the pterodactyls tear them down every single time. They try to roost in them. They try to gnaw on them. They sharpen their teeth on them for crying out loud, and they just take them down. I look so, up at the trees when he makes that comment. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The only. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the, the best luck we have uh, in, in an emergency is to go and run, um, an, uh, run a, an aerial up on a balloon. And that's one of the reasons why we keep that one channel open for emergency contact. Okay. So that's usually what we would do under those circumstances. But if you can't do it, then you can basically set your uh, transmitter to you know over, overload, and it'll try to boost the signal as hard as it can so someone else can reach you. So we did get that signal. Did they but, do the same thing that you just mentioned, boosting the signal? Yeah, they did. That's probably how we got it. I mean, we don't. Uh, uh, so what we did was that we, uh, as soon as we got it, we did try to communicate with them, but we were, we couldn't hear anything. Okay, or if we did, um, uh, actually, we did hear something, but it was too garbled. We couldn't understand. Do <clears> you have a recording of it? No, no. We, so we don't record that kind of thing. Um, at least not. It's it's our you know our stuff is primarily set up. You know, uh, on a lower tech level kind of thing. I mean, run, we're, it's not like some environs where you're just kind of we want, trying to live like cavemen. We're not trying to do that. I'm just saying though, is that you know, tape recorders, things like that. You know, we use those more on a on a uh, 
uh, we have some dictaphones that we could have possibly used, but when you take the loss from the, the sound coming over the, uh, the, the radio and, and recording it and then playing it back, it would be worse than just writing down what you think they're saying, which is what we, we tried to do. But we couldn't understand any of that. I have a question. Are you guys going to try to recover that station, or are you guys just going to consider we it? Already, we already, well, first of all, it's not our station, but we already sent a, a, a relief group party down there. Oh, okay. I said we sent the crawler. Okay. Okay. The crawler is a um, um, is, is a huge um, caterpillar tractor, and it's the primary thing that we use for moving around uh, through through the um, lizard woods. Uh, we can't go into the deep forest because it's just impossible. It's just, you know, we, uh, we have uh, early on um, and when we were building this station and we and they started the other one, we went and cut um, a road uh, from uh, from here around the edge of the island down to the other station. And we did send somebody down that road. Um, not someone, of course, a, 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 small, a small group. Well, most of us, as it was. Um, and we, when we got down there, um, the, uh, the place was empty. Um, there were signs of struggle. There was um, uh, the, the, the radio had burned out because of what I told you about. Um, and um, you said it was empty. Did it look like anything broke in? Any signs of claw marks or anything that looked like it either came in or came out of that facility? Well, I'm no. Um, uh, uh, well, this doesn't require a, a detective degree. You can either see whether something busted in. Did, did, did any walls look like they were forced in? Yeah, the, the, definitely the, the, uh, the, the buildings have been forced. Okay. No question of that. Okay, so so but, so, 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 so so we assumed it was animals, uh, possibly uh, some T Rexes. We've had some serious problems with T Rexes on this island. Um, they're very territorial. And um, if and if during their in investigation, their scouting or whatever, they had stirred up a nest of them, uh, it's possible they followed them back to their their base and uh, laid waste to them. So, hearing this bit of information about how they suspect maybe they were transporting dinosaurs off to Bruno's Vineyard, mm-hmm. I actually pulled Eric Beetlebaum to the side, who came from Bruno's Vineyard. Just to see if there's, a, you know, if he heard those rumors on the Bruno's Vineyard side about dinosaurs roaming or dinosaurs being funneled through there. Um, given that he was with the research team at Bruno's Vineyard working on wine, you know, he probably wouldn't know any technical details. But if it was a commonplace rumor around Bruno's that this was happening, he would probably know about it. Well, they have all kinds of animals there. They have animals from all different kinds of environs. But dinosaurs specifically. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I think they had a couple. I, I didn't, I don't know about them being any really large ones or anything. I mean, there weren't any like brontosauruses or something. I think that would have been a little noticeable. But I mean, uh, some of the smaller dinos, sure, they could have had them. So, yeah. they kind of, so they kind of have like an area like Neverland Ranch that has all kinds of animals walking, walking, walking around and whatnot. They, they have a couple of reserves, probably, or zoos. Yeah, 
Yeah, they have they have a, a number of, of areas where they're keeping various ones. Now, as far as integrating with each other, I don't know. I hear there's a big there's a lot of big issues about taking animals and that have never you know <laughs> have never been with each other and integrating them. I mean, sometimes I guess you know weird things can happen. <laughs> So, so hearing about the T Rex nest part, because I, like I said, I'm gonna talk with a member of my team real quick while these guys chat with you. Mm -hmm. Jumping back into the conversation, kind of where you left off, I say, so you know, obviously you're here to research and not to harm the dinosaurs, but what sort of stopping power is required to take down a T Rex? Well, first of all. We don't try to take down T. Rexes. Okay, uh, T. Rexes are uh, vicious, but they don't tend to have a lot of staying power when it comes to interest. They lose interest. So if you mostly what we try to do is we try to wait them out, and they get bored and they wander back off again. Okay, it's kind of an aggression kind of thing. As you, long as you don't show aggression back. Uh, or, of course, you know, turn yourself into an animal by fleeing it, uh, like food. Uh, or if you're small enough, uh, hunkering down helps. Um, they, the, the, the T-Rexes, generally speaking, are uh, only a, a nuisance. Uh, they're very much attracted to the uh, crawler because it's huge. Um, when you turn the engines off, they probably leave it alone. Well, no, they'll come over and, and, and push at it and, 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 and try to bite it and stuff. But it's, again, it's huge. It's armored. Uh, you know, it, we, we basically, you know, use it, uh, in case that we have any trouble with any of our researchers. You know, we'll, we'll go ahead and, um, send it out to like bring them back or, or, um, pick them up, especially at the forest edge. You know, T, um, uh, the forest is so thick that the T-Rexes actually are only able to go through certain trails. They're that big. Uh, so, and a lot of other, the really, other really big animals. So, a, a lot of times, you know, our researchers can slip through the, the forest, um, by sticking close to like smaller and, and, uh, closer together trees and, and, and remain safe. Uh, but, uh, if, but if a, if a T-Rex sees you, um, and, uh, and, and realizes, you know, that you're not, you know, food, then they get very, very aggressive and they, they basically try to chase you out, eat you, stomp you, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a very animalistic instinctual Is, is there something you can like spray on yourself so you don't smell like food to them? Um, there's a lot of smells out there. Um, they, uh, you'd be surprised what, uh, our overall impression has been so far that when we tried to do that, we say, okay, fine, we'll spray this on us. The T-Rexes won't like us, but then there's something else that's smaller and faster, loves the hell out of us. <laughs> I take that those are the velociraptors. No, there's other things. There's lots of other things besides velociraptors. I mean, Do you they know, open doors like they like I seen in that one movie. Well, I hear there's a movie that, that was done about dinosaurs. I've never been able to see it myself. <laughs> it, was, it was afraid after my time coming here. <laughs> what you're talking about, the Lost World? I mean that 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 yeah, silent it, film it, with Pre Professor Challenger. Yeah, it came out in 1925. Yeah, I have seen that. 
That was interesting. Uh, or it doesn't hold a candle to the real thing. Those things are scary, very, very scary. I'm fast, so much faster than you'd think. I mean, they may be lizards. They may be cold-blooded, but they're not really. They're sort of a, a mix between cold and warm-blooded. And they are very fast. You know, they, um, it's so warm here at Owongo. I'm sorry. It's so warm here in Lizard Woods that they, um, they, they're they, even though they're cold-blooded, they're, they maintain a fairly high body temperature. And so they're very active. And even cold-blooded creatures like crocodiles and such, they can move, you know, up to 30 miles an hour for short bursts and short periods of time. And believe me, that's more than enough to run down you or me. <laughs> And since we can't have, uh, uh, can't drive vehicles and such into the woods because they're too, they're too thick, um, you know, yeah, this, it's not a, it's not a good thing. So we, we do a lot of research here in, at the compound. Um, and, uh, we try to attract different kinds of animals and, and do various things. So, uh, well, do you have some of these, these dangerous animals in captivity? No, not in captivity. We only keep the relatively small animals here. Okay, the big ones, they oh, stay not out. They not stay. the big ones. I'm talking about the small, fast ones you were talking about that are attracted by your... Only, only in babies. Once they get to a certain age, we, uh, we get rid of them. And, uh, uh, and, and the way we get rid of them is we feed them to the other predators. <laughs> because they're, because there's, they're not afraid of us. Because they've been fed stuff. You know, you want, you want to, uh, socialize them while you're, Examining them so they don't attack you and hurt you, so they become very very friendly. The problem is that it doesn't change their their eating habits. So we you know, we we almost starved to death one uh, uh, you know uh, like two years ago because a whole bunch of them got free and got into the food and just ate everything in sight. And uh, we we had a lot of Dino steaks and. Uh, and like I said, the T-Rexes don't like that. They don't like us eating, you know, they, they see themselves as the climax predator. Yeah, uh, top they, of the food chain. They don't like seeing us eating meat because then they, that's, that makes us a threat. We're eating their food supply. They're smart maybe, enough to realize that. So, so if you eat meat, it attracts the T-Rexes? Yes. It, it, attracts, it, it, it attracts an aggressive response from the T-Rexes. Have you guys tried eating T-Rex? I know that's a funny question, but I just, I'm just curious. The only T-Rexes we see are adult T-Rexes, and their meat is particularly tough. I mean, I suppose if you were to take it and stew it, you could eat it that way. But steaks, forget it. It'd be, it'd be like trying to chew on a, on a piece of pine. Maybe not in the belly. Yeah. There's, would, probably, there's probably would, a good cut somewhere. I would, so, I would think that's just like <laughs> ravenous wolf meat. I, well, that's what I would think because they eat so much meat, their their meat might be bad. Well, I, I don't. The I mean, if you're gonna if you were gonna eat T Rex, you'd probably do better off uh, turning them into sausage, <laughs> bacon. Yeah, Dino bacon. Yeah, that's uh, we're not in. in we're, we haven't yet progressed to the point of thinking about farming these animals. That's one reason why, but we are at least trying to see what we can do with some of the the um, the, the plant eaters. 
because those are a lot more docile. However, they are they do sometimes get riled up. And when they get riled up, I mean, you know, it, uh, I, I hear that uh, I hear that getting killed by a stampede of cattle is a really bad thing. But you know, these guys have webbed feet. <laughs> okay, I mean, you could theoretically roll out of the way of a of a of a, of a raging steer, but these things it's really hard when they come down, <laughs> just come down and just smash you to you know smash you. Right. They'll be standing and all of a sudden. <laughs> right. Well, of course, the, the the loam itself is thick, and there's a chance you'd survive it. But you know, I'm just saying is that it's uh, not something you want to do. Anyways, so we got down there, and uh, we found uh, the place in disarray. There was obviously some people gotten hurt. There was pools of blood. Oh, uh, so there were survivors. No, everybody was gone. But it was clear that there had been injuries because we found pools of blood. And, um, and and we found a lab coat in one of them. Uh, and Were you able to find any messages scrawled? No, um, there was nothing scrawled. Uh, if there or, were, a tape, or a tape recording, since it was a research facility, I'm assuming they took notes on things. Yeah. And no, I'm afraid. Maybe somebody, somebody if, left a if, last message, last will and testament. If they had something like that, they must have taken it with them. Uh, they, 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 oh, because, I mean, obviously we found no bodies. So, um, really, no bodies, no so, bodies, no chunks, no gore, no ink. Well, there was plenty of gore, but we didn't find any bodies, so they were either dragged off by the predators or uh, they ran off into the woods and may still be out there. Um, we're not in a position to um, provide that kind of support. Have you encountered any indigenous people on the island here on this environment? Are there any indigenous population of people? No, no, that's. That would be an amazing find, he says. Uh, but uh, no, uh, we haven't. So, uh, so that's all we know. Uh, we are uh, looking forward. Uh, we the next, you know, uh, we we did send um, uh, uh, on the next supply run that came, which was sometime after that. Uh, shortly after that, uh, we, which was good because we used up almost all of our, we used up almost all of our fuel getting down there. That's a, you know, we're, we're talking about, uh, close to 400 miles each way. We, we had to completely, uh, resupply our, um, our tractor for the trip back. And, uh, and you can talk. Do you guys just hug the exterior of the, yeah, it, this will say we have a road that goes all the way around. Yeah. Just, yeah. It does, we can't go across. Okay. That, uh, there's there's mountains and other things in there. Okay. When you were there, did you see if there's a clear, a relatively clear space to land a plane? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there was there was no problem with their uh, runway. There was no planes there either. Um, yeah, let's say if you want to know more about this, you might want to talk to uh, uh, Moby Dunn over there. Uh, she's our driver, mechanic, and uh, from from what she told me, she had to do some rather uh, amazing uh, jiggering of fuel because she had to mix. You you, you told, what would what did you do? She says I'm I mixed uh, airplane uh, fuel with uh, fuel with WD forty to get something that would run in the tractor. 
And she's um and then, I'm she, not, spits, I'm not, then she spits into a, a tin. Ting. Yeah, got a, a cap on backwards, you know. She said it was uh says poor poor old thing ha- hasn't been the same since. So they, you know, ain't like this like good diesel. So anyway, so the, the tractor, you know, she's been working on doing maintenance on the tractor ever since, so as you, you can imagine. How long? How long have they been back? Oh, it's it's been like five days. Okay. I mean, it you know, I mean, five days since uh, we they got back. Okay. Um, and there's and there's people at the facility right now. I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't know uh, if they if there are. They must. They came from off site. No, well, or maybe somebody came back. All I know is that nobody's responded to any of our our, our signals or anything like that. So you guys just left the entire facility pretty much un unmanned. We can't we can't man it. We have you know we have we have staff for our own facility. That's it. You know we don't have like an extra dozen people to man somebody else's property. It doesn't belong to us. Yeah. When do you think it's funny that the co- the company that owns that particular place just packed up and left? And yes, I think it's very odd. That's a, that's a lot of money to just leave leave but, out there. But they well, did, they it's did. not like the researchers that were working there actually owned the place. Yeah. They were employees. Yeah. If they were currently they, being and I'm pushed sure they the didn't just they leave. I, 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 I'm sure they I, either they died and were dragged off to be eaten or they fled into the forest, into the woods. One of the two. I mean, we, you know, uh, uh, we stayed there for about a uh, uh, about a day uh, while um, uh, while Moby was refueling the, the the crawler, and then they left because there was nothing left to be done. And nobody made no calls to to anybody anybody that was main contacts at that place, or you guys just nobody made? responded to any you can't signals. Really make calls, remember? Well, the booster you said, signal. You send out you the send booster out. signal. Yeah, but it takes up a lot of energy. You have to really amplify your signal to try and get out. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying the equipment we have for radios is not that powerful. Yeah, but what about theirs? That's theirs what isn't any better than ours. That's why I was. That was the question. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, really good um, radio gear is is pretty rare in the hinterlands. I mean, it's almost always. I mean, it's uh, the best stuff is always restricted to military or air uh, airplane use. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, for what we need, you know, for what we have, it, it, it's sufficient. You know, we're able to keep our walkies going for amount. You know, I mean, we're able to reach out twenty, thirty miles into the woods. That's pretty good, and um, I, I assure you, that I'm not at all questioning questioning that. But I just, I'm just, I'm just finding it kind of odd that there's no means to communicating whoever is in charge of that facility that probably is either on another environment or even. Well, we sent a message. I told you we sent a message yeah. back to. I say, Alan, you'll have to forgive my friend. He's from a different time with different technology. He doesn't quite understand the limitations here in the hinterlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sent a message. Okay, mm-hmm. we, we we sent back what we found, uh, the effects that we found mm-hmm. back and back to uh, um, uh, New, New Windsor, and 
Told, okay. Told that's Adam. what that's what I needed to know. Well, yeah. That's, yeah, right. that's you said you just sent it back. But you didn't say where. Well, that would be the only place we could send it. Mm-hmm. So you know, and and told them that we didn't know what happened to them, and maybe they should send some people to check it out. Good. You no, know, and that's all we know. Now, make a nose check. Four. Well, everybody in the room seems to be listening to your conversation mm-hmm. with, with the uh, the head guy, mm-hmm. but nobody seems to be contributing much, except when directly sp- spoken to, like when you talk to uh, Moby Dunn. Okay. Anyways, you said um, we're we're um, uh, we'd be glad to help you in any way we can. Um, well, we were just going to invest. My my recommendation is for you to um, uh, you know to fly down there and land. Well, uh, well, there won't be nobody to set up a flight a flight beacon or anything, so we can properly land. So that'll be suicidal. Uh, no, um, we know, we have a map, we know where the, um, uh, we know where it is on the environ. Yeah, but... So all you have to do is go down to the corner of the environ, fly at a set speed, so you go the proper distance and then turn in toward the environ and you should be able to find it. Oh, so you want us to go around the environment, then go then go that specific air traffic path? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that's what I would recommend. Because you guys, you guys set set up those little. Remember how yeah. we had to go in? We you guys had to set those little flags for us to get in. Mm-hmm. So, just yeah. was wondering if this was more the same because well, of course, this is my first. That time would be this. that would be better. Um, I mean, what we provided you, yes, is great, but unfortunately, since there's nobody there, you're kind of on your own. Yeah. But. Um, uh, if you, on the other hand, if you want to, you can try to travel down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's dangerous. There, there's going to you you are going to run into predators. Um, but it can be done. I mean, it was done when we first came here. I mean, you guys are obviously still doing it, right? But we use the crawler now, except when we go in the woods. So you can go in the you know you can try to do a, you can go cross. Well, uh, I mean, we can give you know we can set up a tran- we have a transponder which is what you homed in on. Mm-hmm. You can try to use the transponder to go and tr- and and try to try to get to the other you know the other place. Um, so um, we left theirs running. Okay. So that's, that's you might <laughs> you might be able to pick it up. Okay. Um. I don't know. I mean, it, assuming that something hasn't broken in and damaged it, we um, it's very hard to keep. Um, you know, we initially ran a line from the um, uh, from the PowerPoint on the island, and so did they. But uh, apparently, uh, the uh, the field caused by power going down the line uh, attracts them, and uh, they they chew the they chew the wires. And so we primary our primary power source 
is uh, solar. <laughs> uh, we have some emerging generators to provide power when necessary, and of course, at night. <laughs> but uh, it'd be great if we could, if we, if we, and that's one of the things we're trying to do is figure out some way of of uh, producing something that would sufficiently um, uh, dissuade them that they'll they'll leave the. Um, uh, the, the power line alone, or you know, maybe some more equipment so we can bury it sufficiently deep enough that they'll leave it alone that way too. But uh, we don't have well, currently we don't have the manpower. We we haven't been able to uh, to do that. So, like I said, is it, it, there there is a PowerPoint out there um, if you wanted to, you know, uh, you you could go to that location. You could try to set up. Um, an enclosure there. In fact, if there's, there is an enclosure, if it's still in one piece, I don't know. Uh, electrify it, um, and, um, work from there, it, it, from there on. Um, but you're still going to be going about a hundred miles before you get to it. How much, will, how much you guys will pay, pay us if we go ahead and go out there and do it? Why, why, why would they, why, why would they pay you pay us? They They're will, not an affiliated institute. They said that this, no. They're interested in finding no, out what happened, no. but it's not like they have whoa, a financial whoa, whoa, whoa. stake. What they just asked was they have a power they have a power node station out there that could possibly be be kind of like a halfway point between here and there. Yeah. That's all I was trying to ask if they, they will offer us any services for us to go out there, find our way out there, set up that station so they could have a halfway point. That's all. No, but there's no benefit in it to them because they just said by having it there, it attracts the dinosaurs would chew through it. We would need to provide services as in dig 200 miles of line underground. That would be the service we could provide them. They have no incentive. We have no funding for that. He said either dig or electrify it. That's why. It is electrified. But the electricity goes out when something chews through it. He said possibly, you know, some device that would yes, dissuade yes. them from chewing on it yeah. for the entire life. Now, you know that they use Sonic to dis- to dissuade them when you were landing. Yeah. Okay. So, but, That's all I was but trying to get, I guess. But apparently they don't no want to... Apparently well, it's not like you're trying mentioned. to get like a, a deal out of him, but there's no... I don't know why he would pay you money for anything. Unless he's like, I had a friend. My my friend was the head researcher over there. I'll offer you a bounty to find out what happened. I mean, like, no. there's no there's no detail that says there's money in this for us. I just said I just asked a hypothetical question to this guy if he would pay for services for us to go down there. That's you have all. to know, what you, but you have to know what the services are. I mean, you could say, well, we're a company that provides just... odds and ends. Is there anything that you would pay for for us to do? But instead, you're like, well, what's this worth to you? I mean, that's no. Kind of- you you heard that you you heard the part when he was just talking about talking about literally either setting up wiring on the underground or setting up this system to go ahead and dissuade the creatures. Mm-hmm. And then I asked, then I asked, is there a way? What kind of services, or is there a way? How much will that be if you, we set that up for you? That's all I ask. But they don't have that. They, they it's, not, it's not like they have they, a kit, like a speaker kit that they're waiting for somebody to wire. Yeah, we we don't have any method right now of of uh, distract of repelling the the dinosaurs without okay. causing a problem. Okay. We're here to study them. We're not here to cause such a disruption to their environment 
that mm -hmm. that we can't you know see them in their in their normal behavior in their habitat. So as much as we'd like that, I mean, you know, it was we were hoping for most places, most environs have their own lots of power from their PowerPoint, you know, but we don't. So uh, the only, th uh, uh, but I'm saying is that it's a location where there is power, yeah. and if you want, and, and of course a ready source of helium. Yeah. So if you wanted to um, to do something, if you wanted to go there repair. The fencing, if it's down, set up electricity, power it up, it would be a safe place on your on your travel to the other location if you wanted to go over land. Okay, that's all I'm saying. It's, yeah. Or if you had a, if you had another reason to travel somewhere else, if you found some lead that said, "Hey, you know, we should go somewhere. This that that place might be closer to it than our location." Let us say. Mm -hmm. Because we are basically on the opposite side of the environ from that research station. It was done intentionally. Yeah. Okay. And by them, by the way. So it's so it's the uh, new Winston's. The new Windsor. Windsor. Research station. They um, they they didn't want to make a station near us. They wanted it to pretty much be diametrically opposed because that way. Well, originally they said it was because they wanted us to, you know, they, they, we would have be more likely to find different and interesting things by being as far as part having our research as far apart as possible. But uh, it's possible they had other reasons. Of course, maybe you know that. I'm not saying they were secretive. I'm just saying that yeah, they're just another they're just another corporation out there on the other side of the island. Well, no, they're they're a they're, they're a university affiliated research station. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you have to know what they were intending to study? What what sort of? Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you've had any communication with their director of operations to mm -hmm. you know kind of see see what sort of things aside from just general studies. You know, if there were any specific projects they were working on, or if they had funding for pursuing a particular. You know, a grant, for, perhaps, for, for pursuing a particular line of uh, work? Um, well, they... Um, uh, from, the, from the copies that I have of their research that's published, okay, uh, they were catalog... First, they were doing a lot of cataloging, which, of course, is, is to be expected. Um... They didn't seem to be so much interested in um, uh, the animal behavior. They were actually much more interested in the physiology, uh, especially divergent physiology, where um, it differs from ours uh, or what would be considered modern animals. Do they have any special structures in their bodies? Do they have some means of navigating? How do they tick? No, no. It's, you do understand that one of the biggest problems in the hinterland is navigation. Mm -hmm. The fact that there is no north, south, east, west. Okay, it's there. There's nothing to um, to, to navigate by except knowing which which environ you are and which direction you're traveling from that environ. So it's it'd be. I mean, if you were, you know, if, if someone was to drop uh, drop you off five or six environs away outside of out the, the the normal mapping. You would have no idea whether you were five or six environs away or fifty thousand environs away, and wouldn't have no idea which direction to go get back. So, 
the question, I, um, I think what they were, uh, one of the things that they were trying to do is they were trying to see how animals navigate, whether or not they, um, much like, you know, the passenger pigeon, other types of things, they were trying to see if, in fact, they had some form of navigation, especially since this environment has such poor visibility in it. I mean, it's very misty. Um, it's climax forest. It's pretty dark, is what I'm trying to tell you. I mean, it's right now you look outside and you see a nice sunny. Well, of course the sun is falling, but I'm just saying nor, uh, the sky's gone out. Uh, but normally it'd be a nice sunny day, except for the fact of all the clouds, right? You know, but a nice hazy, bright hazy day. Uh, but you get into those woods and it's 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 like it's spooky. It's it's um, uh, there's. All kinds of strange breezes that come up out of nowhere. It's easy, easy to get turned around. One set of trees looks like another set of trees. I mean, we've had more than one, uh, uh, scouting party that's literally ended up walking in circles because they didn't realize that, that, uh, they were being led around in a circle because yeah. we, we have no compasses. We have no, and, uh, we, that's one reason why we stay within radio range is because uh, we can set up a uh, uh, triangulation to try to figure out where they are uh, if they if they seem to get a little lost, and of course they can follow the signal back to us. And even if you put markings on trees, those markings move by any chance? Oh no, they can definitely do that. But I'm just saying is that it's you know if you're moving quickly, it's it. I mean, it's, it's you have a tree that's um, 20 feet across. Okay, it's it's actually incredibly easy to to miss where you put the marking. And again, we're trying not to be too uh, uh, obvious about disturbing their environment. Environment, you know, like brightly. If you put like a brightly colored orange spray on a tree, you'll come back and find you know and and find that some animal thought that it 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 indicated something and, and has torn the bark off. And like I said. Those uh, T Rexes, pretty smart. What about the, again? What about the Velociraptors? <laughs> we don't. Well, I mean, occasionally we'll see a pride of them um, uh, run into the, the the clearing, but they mostly don't hunt in here. They don't hunt people. No, we shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, And of course, it upsets all the animals. So mostly, what we—if anything—we would probably throw meat to them to get them to eat and go away. Wouldn't that bring bring more back? Not if the meat made them sick. Okay, so you guys did okay. (laughs) 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 Measle meat. (laughs) Yeah. One of the guys says, "Yeah." He says, "Some of those." Sausage drippings, this morning, man. I'll tell you, I, I, I think, I think what came out of me, you know, was toxic. <laughs> he says, well, anyways, you guys should meet our team uh, since we're here and all. Uh, so I've already told, uh, I've already introduced Moby Dunn, our uh, driver mechanic. Moby tips her hat. She spits in the can again. Spits in the can. <laughs> Ping. Okay. Uh, you've already met Sarah Miles. The scientist. <laughs> yeah. And um, she's uh, she, she, she looks up from a, a notebook she's reading and goes, yo! <laughs> hey there! 
Um, and then there's Fedor Ratzman, uh, which is our zoologist. And he's, uh, he, uh, he's a skinny, um, kind of, you know, uh, Eastern Mediterranean looking guy. Uh, uh, over, over here, uh, getting some, uh, trying, trying to get a second dessert is, uh, Carmen, uh, Hartson. And she says, and she looks, she says, he says, I didn't get my first. <laughs> says, you all ate quicker than me. This is not my second. This is my first. I eat daintily. He says, <laughs> he says, whatever. <laughs> uh, Carmen looks like she eats a lot. Well, she's a big one. She's a big one. Yes. Um, and then, um, and then of course our, uh, our, uh, chef, uh, is, uh, our, our, he says our cookie, uh, is, uh, Sophia Bar- uh, Bardot, in which she says, I'm a sous chef, not a pastry chef. I'm surprised she didn't walk out and just slap him. <laughs> Why? Because she's called Cookie. Mm-hmm. That's 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 actually a fairly common name for people. I, I know, but she, I would think that she, being and, be, being in this type of facility, she probably is well paid, and she has that Gordon Ramsay feel to her. Well, if she's a sous chef, that means she's not a head chef. Fair so enough. she probably wouldn't have that air about her. Yeah. Anyways, uh, and then of course uh, our last person is uh, John Bradley. He's our agriculturist. He's the one who grows all the plants that we grow here for the support of the uh, of the installation, the oil palms um, and other things. Now, you guys are aware that that uh, there oil that there's a, there's what are called multi-use trees. That grow all kinds of things, including things that taste like meat. They have pods. And there's also these ones called oil palms, which originally they thought might be a good source of cooking oil. I'm not cooking oil, um, fuel oil, but it's and unfortunately it does not burn well. But it actually is a pretty good machine oil for lubrication and, and protection and things like that. Can they grow them and make plastic from them? It's instead possible. of using Texas. Well. Um, there's there's a hope for that, but I mean the uh, the oil that comes out of uh, speaking as a jam, the oil that comes out of Texas is pure, you know, you know, grade A petroleum. So this stuff is a little bit harsher. Um, a lot of the uh, diesel fuel actually comes from uh, other types of things like uh, sunflowers and such. That uh, when they, they they crush it and filter it produces a pretty good diesel grade, which they're hoping to replace. You know, which, which actually they they do use rather than the the oil that they get from uh, uh, New Texas, uh, Little Texas. The uh, the stuff in Little Texas is primarily going into airplane fuel. Or you know, um, uh, but it it will burn it will burn as a substitute for kerosene. Uh, the um, um, the um, I'm sorry the 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 oil palms the oil palms as a matter of fact a, a number of the lamps inside this facility are burning using oil palm oil. Dang, it must smell real good in here. It does. It, it certainly has a strong smell to it. Um, so, anyways, that's that's our team. Um, 
and uh, you're welcome to ask them any questions you like, and uh, we'll do our best to get you on your way tomorrow. I'm assuming, of course, that you uh, are going to be leaving tomorrow. Yeah. You don't have to. We're, we're welcome for you to visit with us. I said, well, you know, we've, we, we came here to check out the other station. Uh, it seems like you guys already got kind of a head start, so um, is there any way we could maybe have a copy of any notes you took or pictures you've had um, developed, you know, just to take a look at them? Of the other station? Yes, please. Sure. Sure, I'm glad to. And then we can review them and maybe head off in the, in the mid-morning if that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, you don't, you, you don't want to leave in our uh, right... I mean, you don't want to leave any earliest morning anyways. You want to give a little time for some of the water to burn off. And for the early morning. Because the entire time, ever, ever since the sun the sun has yeah. disappeared, it's been raining. Yeah. Probably for the early morning predators to do their hunt as well. That way they can get fed. Right. Well, there's a lot of, uh, of low-level... Um, um, <coughs> sorry, uh, a lot of low-level carnivores that, that uh, hunt in the early morning because... The water drives a, um, a lot of uh, animals out of their the ground. So as far as the rivers, <laughs> do they flow in a particular direction? Um, I mean, they, they flow away from the highlands. Does everything essentially flow from the center of the environ out? It doesn't, it's, it's not like they head south towards the equator or it's, north it's, towards... Well, it's, the other corner from us is, is the highlands. So everything kind of flows from there out. Sure. In a fan, in a I'm asking as a GM on a, on a flat environ, Ohio land. Yeah. If they had a river, the Ohio River will say uh, east to west, north to south, towards the equator. Well, they have they have the toilets flush in different directions on different environs. No, uh, they had the Ohio essentially in uh, in New Pittsburgh, and where the Allegheny and the Monongahela comes together and it runs down to New Philadelphia. That actually moves from, you know, on a, on a diagonal from south to, um, to north if you assume that the New, P- New Pittsburgh is in the south. Is there any consistency between environs? No, everything is unique. But they still do flow from high to low. Mm-hmm. So, there's that. Is gravity different on different environs? Sometimes. Usually not. It's, it's uh, there's there's a lot of problem, weird things over at Magicos. There's places in Magicos that's practically weightless. It's like all the rules are all screwed up over there. So uh, the people who actually went on that earlier mission, that was Alan, the team leader, went down. Also, uh, Fedor Rasbin, the zoologist, uh, Carmen Hartz, uh, Hartzer, uh, who's the chemist, and uh, Moby Dunn went down. The, the people who stayed here were Sophia Bardot, otherwise known as Cookie, John Bradley, the agriculturist, and uh, Sarah Miles, the cryptozoologist, stayed here at this facility. That's why he, Alan could speak so authoritatively about what they found. 
Mm-hmm. So, do you have any questions for anybody else? No. Okay. That was it. Well, they'll, they'll basically at least get uh, start playing some some games of Whisk. Yeah. Maybe um, uh, and uh, just a question: the food trees are those like the same kind of trees you have in Fringeworthy? There's some similarities in in, in concept. Uh, they're not. Um, they don't look the same. I mean, it's, okay. I mean, but nobody here in the hinterland would know what that is, anyways. So, well, some people might if they're fringeworthy and they're from the fringe paths. I mean, I'm just saying that. I, but yeah, the, the multi-use food trees are very interesting in that they grow all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> and you like force them to grow particular things, or like they did with the ones in Fringeworthy. Uh, it says here that these small but ancient wonders produce six-inch pods filled with meat, grain, or vegetable-like pulp. Fry, cold, bake, or broil, each plan has a bit of a different taste. Pork, beef, and lamb pods are prized. Chicken is chicken. Vegetables range from a corn-like, from corn-like to artichoke and broccoli. The vegetable pods tend to take on the flavor of crops planted near them. So that's one reason why the meat ones are prized, mm. because obviously they are, they are whatever they are. So, like, you could really like use them to, like, replace the oil palms, or... No, the oil palms are different. They I was saying, like, if you grew the next to oil palms, could you just get, like, an infinite supply of pods full of oil? No. They wouldn't grow that. They grow yeah, food. And, you, and the and the oil palms do not taste good at all. The oil breaks down at higher temperatures and is useless for fuel or lubrication. Oh, it's a low grade. Sorry, it produces a low grade heating oil. However, it can be used for oil lamps and condensed into a wax for industrial use. And they grow poorly in most of the populated environs. The the place where most of them grow is Etiwongo. Which is why they probably grow pretty good here. Because there's a lot of similarity to the environment. It's not very populated. It has a lot of mist around it. Etiwongo is very misty and mysterious. And the temperature is warm, like it is in Etiwongo. People run around with hardly any clothes on in Etiwongo. Okay. It's socially acceptable nudity. I didn't say that, mm-hmm. but they they run they but having like a you know shorts uh, and a and a wife beater or uh, uh, or a midriff shirt is quite would be like quite common. Okay, so, so, so and of course the the natives tend to go toward loincloths and and beads. Okay, there's there's plenty of nudity at Etiwongo, but usually at a price because the chief, of course, wants his cut. He knows. Okay. He, he knows what those tourists want. Mm-hmm. So, he's there's usually a, a show for the tourists. All right. So, any more questions? Uh, where do we sleep? They'll find places for you in the bunkhouse. Um. They they'll they'll you know. Um, they, they, because it's such a damp place, they have lots of, they have 
mattresses that they have to air out on a fairly constant basis. Also, um, it's some people prefer hammocks, and so they'll string up some hammocks and maybe bring in some uh, musty um, uh, bunks, you know, uh, uh, mattresses for you guys to put down on the floor, hang from books. You can guys can decide how you want it. There's a uh, uh, there's a girls' bunkhouse and a boys' bunkhouse, and then there's the the, the uh, a, a small apartment for the the head guy. So it's uh, pretty much you know wherever you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cookie, uh, sorry, uh, Moby likes to sleep in a um, in a in a hammock. I look at Moby and I say, "So, girls' bunkhouse, right?" I wait. Oh. oh. She says that. <laughs> he says, you keep your cotton-picking hands out, you know, out of the hen house, buckaroo. I got, I got a three-and-a-half-inch spanner that I used to, uh, to, to do maintenance on that, uh, on that crawler. And it's, not, it's never far from me. See, only, only three-and-a-half inches. That's this way. This way, it's about this long. Mm. She holds her hands about a foot and a, a half a foot beyond her shoulders on each side. Mm. Well, hopefully that's working out well for you. Um, one question. So this is a scientific research station. Right. Um, and it says the other place is also a scientific research station. Mm-hmm. Might they know here if any unusual discoveries were recently made at the other station? No. Only published stuff, probably. Only published. Why, why would New, you, win, why would New Windsor... Well, again, if you want to ask somebody that question, I'll be glad to Well, I mean, maybe it's been published. I mean, maybe there's like a journal of like a know, dinosaur or something. Anything is, anything is published over, it has to do with this island over in New Windsor <coughs> would be automatically... Sent to this one because they have, the, yeah, it would be sent to the other universities <coughs> and they would send it here. Is there any um, breakthrough research you, you guys have been in competition to try and make? No. Nope. Between the two of you? No, not at all. Like an <coughs> arms race or a race to the moon sort of a thing? Sorry, paleontology um, or cryptozoology, whichever way you want to talk about it, is uh, a very painstaking. Boring work that uh, takes years and years to accomplish to, to actually start seeing the patterns. Guys got well, I mean, back in back in the 1900s on Earth, in my time, uh, I was told there were some archaeologists that were going head to head on discoveries and trying to, you know, discover new dinosaurs. And you know, it was kind of a a big to do between the both of them. I just wasn't sure if there's anything similar going on around here. Well. We, you know, I mean, we, uh, whoever publishes, uh, you know, a new species, of course, they get credit for it. So they're standing, you know, uh, it, it, it's somewhat regular. So we're, we are out there busy trying to, to do our scouting and such. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying is this, it's a, it's a big forest. There's a lot of dinosaurs. Any, any chance we can maybe get with whoever's in charge of the scouting for a little bit of a lay of the land? Well, it's... Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe go on a run with them in the morning. Okay. Um, well, you probably want to be talking to uh, uh, Theodore then. Okay. 
Uh, What's the name? Fedor Razvan. Fedor is the same. There's a person named Fedor and Little Kiev. Oh, well, it's a common name. Anyways, uh, but uh, Sarah... Uh, Sarah says, "I, you know, primarily I'm working with the uh, uh, with the animals that we have. I say trying trying to head more for domestication, uh, but uh, I do consult with Fedor since you know I am the cryptozoologist. So, uh, but as far as uh, uh, you know, Fedor is the one who basically uh, knows, has the broadest range of knowledge about animals and plants. He's like kind of an ecologist. And then Carmen uh, goes along also because she's primarily uh, in charge of dealing with the, the testing, you know, collecting the samples, testing them, seeing if there's any new organic compounds. Uh, so as far as like scouting runs, I mean, you guys probably go out on a semi-regular basis to try and see if there are any species you haven't found previously. Oh yeah, well, they we go out, you know, pretty much every uh, uh, every day. I mean, if we go on long trips, of course, then we're out for a week, you know, make, doing an arc, mm-hmm. you know, doing a circle. Um, well, it's more like a loop. But anyways, but you uh, you go on those trips. No, no, I don't. As I say I'm, I'm mostly involved with, currently with trying to domesticate these uh, these dinosaurs because I mean uh, if, if we can get these dinosaurs, some of these dinosaurs have very tasty meat. Uh, T Rexes do not, but some of these do. And if we could get them domesticated properly, we could give those new Texans, you know, a run for their money with their beef ranches. And do you guys have any form of uh, tranquilizer that you guys use? Uh, to subdue large dinosaurs? Yes. As a matter of fact, that is the, the primary thing that we do. Uh, there's also, um, it, there's, there's some short range, um, uh, repellent sprays, uh, and of course, if necessary, guns. But, uh, gunfire carries, I mean, carries quite a distance. So, and it has a tendency to attract the T-Rexes. Are the guns really very useful on big creatures? Is there like a size limit to what kind of creature a gun is useful on? Well, if you fire at one of the little uh, the little biters with a, uh, a Nitro Express uh, rifle, you're going to blow it into a zillion pieces. <laughs> but, you, but if you don't use one of those on a T-Rex, it's not even a notice you. Um, and where do you... Uh, do you have a contract to acquire Nitro Express rifles? Well, we, we have pretty much all we need. Um, I mean, if you needed more ammo or yeah. one growth. Well, it's all, it all goes through our, our regular uh, supplier. Um, and uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, we have a, 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 a pretty much of a steady supply, you know, run that comes in every every month or so with, with food that, you know, we're, you know with more food, with... Uh, Especially consumables, you know, like flour, um, uh, creature comfort, herbs, uh, and of course the fuel oil for the uh, for the tractor and um, the, uh, and toilet paper, <laughs> various commodities. Right now they have a tree for that. <laughs> it grows nothing but toilet paper. 
And they have they have blue and red bears sitting outside, rubbing it. <laughs> so that makes it so soft. <laughs> and then the T Rex comes over and eats them. Eats the eats the. And small then wipes with the toilet paper. Eats the small bear. Yeah. <laughs> you see this big string of toilet paper from its mouth <laughs> running as it goes running off, gulping. Uh, Anyways, so uh, yeah, so we uh, they go out on a regular basis, but like I said, is that normally we go out uh, these days. We pretty much hit the close ones in. With so, a, with, with, I, I don't want to interrupt. With the crawler, correct? No, no. We, so we use the crawler to get to the uh, we use the crawler to get to the edge of the of the clearing. Okay, so you guys and then, regular, we, then we regular, jump, regular then we jump into the cl- jump into the woods. So you, you guys have like jeeps or anything? Jeeps, Humvees. Uh, it's, like I said, it's sort of like a speed vehicle. Um, yeah, there isn't anything that's quiet enough that wouldn't have just wouldn't attract a, a predator. So, uh, I mean, we we have tr- uh, Priuses. We, I mean, <laughs> we have tried bicycles, but the terrain is pretty rugged. Mm-hmm. So, we generally find that just hooping it is the best. Now, if we if we needed to get in, we do have some uh, really quickly. We do have some uh, dirt bikes, but we would only use that if we were trying to like retrieve somebody who'd been injured, or like an ATV or something like that, maybe. Right, but really, a a, a dirt bike would be much much better because of the that's, that's just how narrow it gets sometimes. Okay, it's a real maze in there. The T Rexes have to. They they can they don't get uh, until they get out of the clearing they don't get their full running speed because it, it's it's you know the trees are there but they're they're all all interconnected to each other and vines and all kinds of things growing in there which is good for us because you know we can we only we don't have to worry about the smaller biters mm-hmm. and most of the things that are out there. Um, are afraid of us because they think if we move, you know, they either either they either use camouflage and in, in immobili- immobility to hide themselves, or they run away, and which is bad if you're trying to do research, trying to identify new animals. Mm-hmm. So we it's also another reason why we generally don't use bicycles or anything else. <laughs> moving into an area, we want it. We want to move slowly and quietly. And with the least amount of uh, so segways. Well, segways aren't really offered. But the point is that we tend to go quietly. Golf carts. Yeah. Yes, golf carts. <laughs> yes. We wear uh, forest neutral ponchos, camouflage. We, uh, you know, we 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 don't use cooking fires. We use uh, heating uh, heating chemicals. You know, um, you have clothing to keep keep your heat signatures down since they're cold blooded animals, and, that, and they can smell by. Well, most of them, you know, because the their prey is usually cold blooded as well. Um, they don't. They actually don't go by heat. Hmm. Uh, most of them go by sound or sight. Um, okay. And uh, <clears throat> could you like use like high frequency sound to like confuse them? Or we can. That's what we did when you guys came in and landed. But uh, the problem with that is, is that that disrupts and chases off the very animals that we want to examine. So we don't use that normally out of the field. But we do have some. Uh, 
you have some sound equipment that maybe we could borrow when we're investigating? Um, the other base. We we do have um, a uh, we we do have this this oh, these whistle devices that are operated off of compressed uh, air. You know, we have some compressed CO2 canisters, small ones. And you press the button, and it'll produce this piercing screaming sound. Oh, air horn. And so it's it's like that, except it's 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 uh, it, it doesn't go. It, it warms up to it. Okay, it's it's more like it goes. It rises up. It gets loud, louder and higher. So we can you know modulate it somewhat. But we only use those in, in emergencies. Air horns is 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 pretty much what they are. Um, uh, and. We have those in an emergency, but like I said, as soon as we do that, then we get to start moving because the, because the 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 T Rexes will be on their way as soon as they hear that. And T Rexes are, are real downer in the party. <laughs> One of the guys snorts his downer party, yeah. <laughs> So, um, well, like I said, um, it gets, uh, it doesn't really get cold at night. It's still going to be pretty warm, so you might want to strip down to your underwear um, when you're sleeping. <laughs> um, they're, and, they're blue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, and generally speaking, um, uh, the, uh, How are the bugs bugs uh, in this environment? I know there are probably some big mosquitoes. Do they have bug zappers? We don't have bug zappers, but we do have lights to attract them away from the buildings. Do, do, so, they, do they have like huge yard-wide prehistoric insects or just normal-sized insects? Uh, they they tend to be pretty big, but they they come in all varieties. They're everything from these really pretty little uh, almost moth-like creatures with these translucent wings, all the way up to these big uh, big dragonfly type things that uh, are yeah. really fast. Um, yeah, and, the and, they've got a nasty, and they got a nasty sting to them. Oh, and do you, do you have, like, only um, dinosaurs and things from the time of dinosaurs on this island, or is there, like, a mix of... No, it's mostly, you know... Errors of creature. It's mostly dinosaur-type creatures. We've been, you know, we've been tr- trying very hard not to introduce um, creatures from other environments. I mean, like, you like occasionally like see a tiger or something else that would be no. anachronistic if this was really millions no. of years ago. No, not at all. No, that's one reason why we're doing the research here because we're trying. We, it, as far as we can tell, this is a pretty good representation of how things were in the Jurassic period. So, but like I said, is that most of the insects, uh, if they bite you, they're going to do it because they're stupid. And the insects are stupid, but the point is that our, we don't smell right to them, and we definitely don't taste right to them, because we're warm-blooded. And so, generally speaking, if an insect bites you, it's not going to keep on biting you. It's just, it'll bite you and then move on. So, unless you have some kind of allergic reaction to its um, to an anticoagulant, it might you know uh, stick into you. And of course, 
some of these di uh, dinos have really thick skin, and so some of the insects have some rather nasty proboscis on them. So, uh, or some have people have have any any parties ran into any deadly deadly um, insects or even flora? Come thinking about it, flora is actually far more dangerous than the insects are because a lot of them have um, coatings. No, they have coatings on them that are toxic. And if you if, you're, if you have a coating on you like some spines that are they're uh, toxic enough to dis, to to dissuade you know like a stegosaurus or a T Rex that can damage that, your nervous that, system yeah, yeah. kill you kill you so but it's not usually a problem I mean those like I said they're they're designed to protect themselves against a T Rex these spines are this long have you ever you thought about using those on your walls by any chance or find a way to grow them around the walls um. Well, uh, we have considered that, and uh, and and we have plenty. You'll see out there that there are some of them planted out there. Okay, so you guys uh, are actually trying to use. But we're, it's one of those things we're continuing to experiment on. Um, the problem about putting those kind of plants out there is, as soon as you do, it's hard. If you put it next to a wall, they grow next to, onto the wall, and how are you going to maintain the wall now? Because it's like you know barbed wire. You know, you actually put a post there so it can grow around it. But the point is, is that it's if you put it like as part of your defense, anything else as part of your defense is therefore going to be hard to maintain because you have this toxic, poisonous plant right next to the thing you might need to to maintain. It should grow like a moat. Moat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We we have thought about putting up like a hedge, putting yeah. it up as a hedge. We're trying that, but yeah, you know, I was it's about to say, I'm not talking about. But my... they grow in the forest. They don't grow out here in the, you know. The, Primarily out here, so like I said, we're experimenting on it. See, if we can get them to grow in the bright sunshine. Okay, but they tend not to. And like I said, most of these animals live in the deep forest. Can they be used as weapons? Like you know, cut it off a thorn, attach it to a pole, and you have a spear that'll poison a dinosaur. It'll probably good for one use. Probably. Yeah, yeah, you could. Um, a couple. I mean, it's not like it's a stinger on a yeah, bee not... or something. It's going to continue to have its coating. It's just it'll it's dull going, over. It's going it'll dull, dull over time and yeah. effectiveness. Uh, we do have. Um, um, we do have some hand crossbows that we use them as like little uh, little darts on them. Hmm. I mean, like I said, they're this long, so <laughs> it's it's a hand crossbow. Have you, have you been able to extract any of the coating from them to use in other applications, like as a, uh, a propellant aerosol? Uh, no, sort of a... but they they make uh, they make a dandy roach killer. I say, wow, look at the time. It's so late. I can't believe we've got you up this late. Thanks for, you know, obliging us. For, for well, we don't get too many. We don't get too many visitors, so it's kind of a treat for us. So we're glad to see you. <clears throat> what time should we uh, should we plan to be up? Um, daybreak. Is there is there any sort of a uh, taps or any any sort of a a sound that's played um, to notify everyone that it's you know time to start the day? Coffee. We wake, wow. we, wake, we wake up to this. Yeah, it's the one thing that we splurge on is that we actually have coffee in the morning. And uh, it's, it's the one creature comfort we allow ourselves because we're, otherwise we're in a fairly primitive situation. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have the theater. We don't have the, the radio except for, you know, things... Uh, uh, 
whatever people have been able to bring uh, as far as music is concerned. We uh, uh, you don't have instruments at all, guitars, things like that. People bring to. Well, that would require somebody actually having talent to be able to do that. And unfortunately, uh, nobody in the team actually has any talent in music. Hmm. We're, we're a kind of geekish bunch. We, we spend all of our time studying rather than being in the band or whatever. So it, it, was, it would have been nice to, uh, uh, to, to plan for that. And... Uh, I and I believe that um, that John Bradley is actually trying to learn the, how to use a guitar. He says, "Yeah, this is the mist does terrible things uh, to, to the to the guitar. I have to retune it every single time I want to play it." He says, "Well, that's because you're using cut, gut strings, right?" Says, well, yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Those are gonna... He says, "What else?" Am I- well, you know, what else am I going to use? Well, you could try steel strings, like a steel guitar. He says, <clears throat> "He says, what am I? You know, am I from Trinidad, Mon?" <laughs> so there you are. Anyways, um, you know, we do have a, a, a nice collection of, um, of paperbacks. Um, Miss doesn't do anything to those. What? Miss doesn't do anything to those. Yeah, but they're already they were already waterlogged, anyways. You know, they were all you know salvaged. So, so we we got some of those, and and you know the yeah, the, the the book is you know instead of it being you know this you know a couple inches thick, it's like two or three times as big because of the paper pulp swelling, and you know, but you mostly if you can read the words and. It's uh, you know sometimes they're they're we keep them in wooden boxes because all the pages are separated out. But yeah, it's it's something to to, to look at at night when you're tired. You know, of course when we're out in the woods, uh, uh, when they go out in the woods, they don't take any of that kind of stuff with them. They, they uh, so it's uh, and I admire uh, Fedor and Carmen for their ability to. Uh, stay focused when they're out there in the field like that. I mean, personally, I'd be bored stiff spending, you know, a whole night each night just literally sitting in darkness waiting for the sun to come up. You know, I'm going to make a, a, a notice roll. Uh, or is it either Fino or Carmen here? Mm-hmm. Both? Yeah. I'm going to make a notice roll, try and see if I get any vibe that maybe they're an, an item. Okay. Uh, with a six on my notice. Yeah, well, just seeing if maybe there's, you know, a gentle brush or, like, they look at each other when this is said or, you know, well, they, really admire them for their ability, you know, yeah, they, they, the look, they, look at, they look at each other and, you know, and, 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 and you might see a little bit of a smile on the corner of their lips. You know, maybe there's something going on there. Certainly there would be opportunity for something to be going on there because, mm-hmm. I mean, they are spending 12 hours together every single night when they go out there like mm-hmm. that. Something maybe, maybe that wasn't the original intent, but something could have developed. Okay. Maybe they just like each other's jokes. <laughs> Hard to say. I'm just trying to see what's the uh, the dynamic. They seem to be comfortable with each other, but they're not currently sitting with each other. They're, mm-hmm. they're sitting in different parts of the lodge, you know, reading or. Playing, playing uh, whisk like I said, um, or even uh, solitaire. You know, they just 
seen the excuse me. Um, one of them has a uh, one of those uh, magic um, magic eye posters. No, it's it's one of those uh, magic pad things where you write on it with a wax pencil, you know, like with a, with a, a stylus, and you can and it, and it, and then you can use a little eraser to wipe it off. Well, you know, off. you pull the strip up and to erase everything, yeah. and it looks like it's a Sudoku game. And they've got a book, and the book apparently has a whole bunch of Sudoku puzzles in it. So as they finish each one, they pull it up there, then they go and they put in the, the various um, things for the next game, and then they start working on the next game. I'll put a tic-tac-toe up there. <laughs> then while they're in the middle of doing it. Oh. Ah, pretty sneakies. <laughs> and I walk, I walk away. You hear this sound as they raise it. <laughs> I put a happy, I put a, a happy, a happy face. Yeah. Have a nice day. Actually, <laughs> uh, most of them, you know, we have, you know, uh, they've been sitting around very politely while you've been talking to uh, Alan. But once he actually finishes talking and kind of retires back to his apartment. They get a lot more social with you guys. They start asking, but they're asking you questions about yourselves. Who are you? Where did you come from? How long you been in the hinterland? Why are you blue? Okay, is that your is, 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 is that your eye? You got a license is that, for those is that your is that your normal <laughs> eye? Yeah. And I know they got questions for Alfie too. I'm like, me and Alfie are just special. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They. they they, they, they ask her, of course, about her missing legs. I thought she had arms, too. I thought you said she, pretty much it was her leg, her bottom of legs and her arms. No, her arms look normal, but they've got things on them, like things could attach. Oh, okay. So you know, she's, like studs and stuff. So like, she's, oh, yeah. So she's basically Battle Angel. Yeah, that's what I noticed before. Okay. Well, well I know what Battle Angel is, but I'm yeah. just saying is that it looks like if you had the right kind of futuristic gear, they could plug into like the nerves and the arms, so that the gun becomes an extension mm-hmm. of her body. And as stuff. long as she doesn't pull her arm out like that and it <laughs> unfolds, <laughs> you see no evidence of that. She mm-hmm. seems to be everything you've seen so far indicates that she's primarily a brawler. It's very analog, but but she doesn't punch. She uses her legs. She, te- she has a tendency to, uh, as you said, she has a tendency to jump, somersault, and scissor, mm-hmm. which is, you know, which is very effective. It's, uh, you know, she's demonstrated a couple of times by chopping through a wooden post mm-hmm. with her legs for you in a single. <laughs> and so you, but, you know, she, she can punch, but she, she moves, uses her arms for her acrobatic moves and for blocking and other things like that. So, because, I mean, you know, she can, she can basically stand there and kick one of her legs right up <laughs> lot and lot. And she showed that to you, too, where she basically put a, a gourd, you know, uh, up on top of a post. Yeah. Okay. And just and stood right next to the post and cut the gourd in half with her leg. I'm surprised that she doesn't stand up, stand up with one leg, and just have like the Maximilian action going on with one leg. She bounces. She'll, she'll, oh, she'll bounce. She, yeah. the, those things are designed for bouncing. Okay. So she bounce, she has a tendency to bounce up, and she uh, if she wants to, if she wants to be nice to you, mm-hmm. she can jump up and just punch you with the the pad part. 
uh, the bottom of one of those those uh, uh, basic bow-like legs. Yeah. And and that's that's uh that's, that's well, it's not as bad as getting hit with a club, but it's pretty darn powerful. And of course, he never hurts you. She's been demonstrating stuff, okay? Yeah. But but uh, you can see that she she's very you know, she's very acrobatic and very fast and yeah. and stuff like that, and very tough as you found out in some of the previous mm-hmm. situations. She can take definitely can take a hit. Yeah. So all right. So, okay, but they're asking you questions. They want to know about Alfie. They want to know about you. They want to know about the strange, the, the 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 strange hair growing. You know, that's a different color. The, I'm the, French. Why is your hand a different color? No, I got and, that right. I got that. What, I then got, the other hand. No, and the fingers, these are in gloves. And the, and the, oh, <laughs> that's okay. I say. I take off the gloves. All right. Well, I'm just saying is it's yeah. a little. The little things, sure. but it's, it's warm in the, It's warm here though, and people don't wear much in the nighttime. So you got to take your gloves off then, right? He can keep his gloves on, but he'll be taking his shirt off for no, sure. I will not take off my gloves until I go to my my bunk room. <laughs> there is no bunk room. There is a bunk room for everybody. So it's kind of like a hostel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's the girl side, and there's the boy side, and you can hang. Like I said, you can hang. Uh, Hammocks in there if you want to, or you can lay on a bunk on a mattress. But like, but the the mattresses that they're giving you to sleep on are a little bit damp because <coughs> they were drying them out, <coughs> fumigating them and drying them out. The ones that they're on are the dry ones. So, yeah, I got I give them just a I give them a little bit of talk. I tell them about my inventions. I show them. I show them. I show them my little little shotgun and the little fuel, the little cell that recharges it and whatnot. Wow! You know. So, you ever tried that on a Dino? No, but that, I might have the opportunity tomorrow. <coughs> well, unless you want me to go ahead and shoot one of the ones that you have outside right now. Oh no! Uh, well, first of all, it's dark out there. <laughs> but the pins that you have is right there. Well, don't you yeah. have ones that you can just? Don't you have ones uh, that are that have been bad to you? These are no. These are herd creatures that were that we are uh, domesticating. You get them moving. They all move. I okay. mean, they, they. I mean, they can. Uh, they can break out of those enclosures that they're in if they really are motivated, but they don't usually. Because it's nicer inside. Don't you have small ones that you you're probably studying? Yeah, but those are in cages. And we don't and we, we're studying them. We don't want to hurt them. I mean you know Do they have the big sign that says P E T A up there? No, but when you oh, when D- you're a research D- when yeah, you're a research animal, you don't, you know, unintentionally hurt your research animals unless you're doing it for a specific reason. Uh, well, they asked, "Have I shot a dino?" I was just like, "Okay, they just show asked ones. the question." <laughs> yeah. How? I mean, because you know, they how effective are they versus dinosaurs? And I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I've never tried. I've never seen a dinosaur before right. until now. Okay. Well, which I will just just like anything on the. I guess oh. you'll find out. I, I reach in my backpack and I actually pull out a uh, hollow point bullet and I set it on the table. I say. Imagine this is pretty effective. 
It's a you know about a four four inch bullet. Uh huh. Um, hollow point designed to expand. You know. So it's a rifle round. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that would be pretty effective. <coughs> as long as you're not trying to put it through the brain case of one of these dinosaurs. Hmm. Uh, what will happen if right, well, thick thick skull? I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. very thick. Yeah. Probably want to go for the fleshy bits, the neck. You know. Somewhere in the chest <coughs> cavity. It's um, puncture lung or something. Third, third right down. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, lungs are a good choice because the heart is such a massive piece of muscle that um, uh, even soft point rounds have a tendency not to work very well. Well, uh, te- technically, a person will not know if they got their heart completely blown out. The body will not follow. Them. For probably about two to three minutes. Well, with such a large heart, I'd imagine they. It'll, you take, know, it'll take even longer than that. No, I mean, a large heart would pump blood fast, or it would siphon off one end. You know, mm-hmm. but, bleed out pretty fast. No, not really. They close up pretty good. Um, usually, uh, uh, if you want to take out a heart, you got to use a uh, explosive round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's we have a we have a gyrojet rifle that we use for that purpose. Yeah, but I, I know the damage is there. I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't stop them from if they're in full charge to you. Well, you know, if they don't get the blood to the brain, I mean, they have small brains, but if they're not getting any blood to it, they get confused. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're staying right in front of it, yeah, it's going to run right over you. Mm-hmm. But if you you know, but if you shoot someone one of those things in the heart and their blood pressure drops and their eyesight fades. You know, then well, that that does take a while. Though. That's a not, large animal. Not really, not really that long. That's, uh, uh, I mean, it's it's it, it's the the confusion happens pretty much right away. But if you're still right in front, they'll get you. <clears throat> but uh, again, we don't getting them in the heart. You know, I mean, we don't have that many of those rounds. Those are very specialized rounds that we uh, have to get from off Environ. I mean, all of our ammo, of course, is from off environment. But I mean, it's especially round. It has to come from. Uh, I, I think that those particular rounds actually come from uh, uh, either uh, New Texas. No, no. Oh yes, New Texas. Yes, <laughs> New Texas. No, <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> no, um, where, where do they come from? Fedor. Uh, Fedor <coughs> says. He says uh, they 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 come from. Uh, uh, oh, uh, they, they came from Anderson's kingdom. They're uh, they're they're used on their airplanes. The uh, the air knights use them in their machine guns. Air knights. Who are yeah. the air knights? The air knights are the the, the elite uh, fighting squadron of uh, Anson's kingdom. That's where all the uh, lightning crystals come from. Well, I know that. But it's, I'm, it's, this is the first time I've ever heard it's about a, the air knights. Yeah, they're they're a whole hoity-toity bunch. I mean, any, any famous ones? Oh, many, many famous. They're all famous. They're uh, they're like the the elite of the elite. You know, he he. Uh, all, I mean, they're they're not all natives. You know, they he he hires all. He basically, uh, uh, the the best pilots want to get inducted into the air knights, and there's fierce competitions for uh, you know piloting skills and to get invited to even be invited to be to uh, to attempt to. Get into the Air Knights is 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 a is a big thing for pilots. So uh, I'm surprised you hadn't heard of that. 
Anyways, uh, but, but the uh, but yeah, they use them on they use them on their. Uh, uh, they're one of the few uh, places that can afford, you know, uh, uh, full full tanks of jet fuel <coughs> of airplane high test airplane fuel. You know, their their planes are the the best in the environs. They're the richest kingdom in the uh, with maybe the possibility of uh, of uh, new uh, new Acre. Um and that's only recently because of of all the stuff that they've been doing with the uh, at their aerodome. The big improvements they've made over there, uh, but Ansem's Kingdom has always been the—I don't know what you call it—the uh, Taj, not the Taj Mahal. The, I guess they're the uh, the Saudi the Saudi Arabians, so to speak, or the South South Americans because they're the ones with the diamonds, right? In, in old Earth, South Africans, South, Af- South, South Africans. Africans. That's right, South Africans. Sorry, it's uh, it's been here a long time. Forget, forget the details. Uh, anyways, uh, they, you know, yeah, well, his art could have probably they, it's, the only, be it's the only place that they found the lightning crystals. Mm-hmm. So of course he's he he can basically name his price, and he and his price is always the highest the market will bear. So it's uh, it's Anson is uh, is well, I mean, I guess being part of the royal family would be really sweet. <laughs> Be like one of those Japanese animes where uh, you know the, the the kid basically spends a million dollars going out for a cheeseburger, yeah. And then all of a sudden finds out he has psychic powers that he can go ahead and make him make everybody do what he wants them to do. Oh, I think with that much money, you could probably do that anyways. Yeah, but it's cooler to have a cool little anime demon eye to let you do whatever you want them to do. Oh, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm John, sure when he says that people yeah, look at his eye. Yeah. Look at me. John, John, John looks at you and he says, uh, Professor, he says, he says, maybe you and I should talk. Okay. And he walks over, he says, he said he says, you know, he says, you look like the kind of you really look like the kind of guy who's not afraid to try something new and different. Okay, you got my. You started to get my. He says, you know, as, as an agriculturist, um, I grow. Um, I'm, uh, I grow a lot of unusual plants. Okay, uh, some you know, and, and there's some in support of the uh, environ here, <clears throat> but also trying to see how other plants react to being in a different environ. You see, you know, try to figure out, especially try to figure out ways of making different plants that are. Food, well, not food producing, but um, self-sustaining. No, no, uh, that, that are a cash crop. Let me say, oh. okay, uh, could, you know, that only grow in their normal environment. Could, you know, if you can get them to grow somewhere else, that's a big, big benefit. Okay? okay, and there's clients out there that that could possibly pay me big money for that. So I, I have a wide range of plants that I'm working with. I go ahead and put you, put my arm around his shoulder, lead the way. Oh, here. All right. Oh, oh. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, so he says. Uh, he, he, he says. He says. First of all, he says. Uh, he says. Do you smoke? I, I pull pull my coat pocket and I see you see the you see the vintage cigarettes I have. He says. He, he goes and. Uh, um, he uh, reaches uh, into his into his coat and pulls out this thin case. And he 
He opens it up there, and inside you see these three long, uh, hand-rolled cigarettes. He says, I don't know. Let's check the smell. Try one of these. <laughs> I smell it. Okay. I, got, I rolled a seven. Okay. How's it this? smells like pot. I go outside. Thank you. <laughs> Is pot legal in Hinterlands? Uh, depends oh, on where you are, but mostly yes. Okay. <laughs> uh... All right. I go outside and I, me and him, partake. All right. And you take a drag on that. Yep. Okay. And you feel like you're half the weight you were before. And your head feels about twice the size it was before. (laughs) I look down to make sure I'm not floating. You look down and, and... when you do that, everything seems to push away from you. <laughs> you look like you're a lot higher. I'm really high, you say. Real, you know, and, of course, he says, yes, you are. Meaning something entirely different. <laughs> and he's, is he as well, or he's just, like, just watching? He, he looks like he's, like, maybe 30 feet away from you, even though you know he's standing right next to you. <laughs> Okay, and you you see this this wreath of smoke coming out. He's you know yeah. breathing on his you know do you know and he's and he and he hands it to you and his arm like stretches like Mister Fantastic. <laughs> and you these huge you know blobby uh, you know sausages reach over and take it from him and it, it brings it over to your face and getting, for some reason, getting smaller and smaller as they come to you, rather than bigger and bigger as you would have expected. Yeah. And then you breathe in and you hear the crackling sound like a forest fire. Yeah. You know, and I say, oh, I try to do a, I try to at least try to do one uh, smoke, <laughs> smoke ring. Okay. Make a roll. Uh, what role will that be? Agility or... Do you have experience making smoke rings? Your character? Yeah, probably has. He's a smoker, so I'm... I'll give you an agility check. Agility. Okay, that's a D8. Hey, that explodes. Uh, uh, two. I mean... <laughs> explodes, you got a two. <laughs> that's oh. eight. Eight. Ten. Hey. Two raises. <laughs> yeah, you blow some rather impressive smoke rings. Mm-hmm. And as you, as you blow them, they rumble as they go away. <laughs> so, uh, he says, so. And you hear his voice booming from next to you. He says, uh, how's that smoke? Is that pretty good? This is great. I got some even better stuff than that. So that's this is a little product that uh, uh, that I would I would love to market uh, to a wider audience. <laughs> you think you might like to to uh, get a uh, uh, you know get an entrepreneurship here. Mr. Bennett, are you trying to make me into a drug dealer? <laughs> I know what this is. I know what this smells like. I've done. I've done my share of college before too. So those are those are such pejorative words. I just I prefer to think of the term pleasure salesman. Oh, we might can work out a deal. Purveyor of pleasure. <laughs> Purveyor of pleasure. 
Well, maybe we can work out. I mean, you do feel really nice and mellow. Yes. And, oh yeah. And and uh, um, and, and and of course everything is is getting very sparkly and weird because that eye. What are you watching? Uh, you're looking out. You can see there's all kind. You know, there's there's a, a number of animals that, that that seem to be moving around in the mist, <laughs> but uh, not too many because it's still raining. Mm-hmm. But there still seems occasionally one will go splash, 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 splash through. You can definitely hear the sound of heavy splashing going on. <laughs> and then boom, boom. No, because the, the the ground is so spongy, it really soaks up that impact like that. Oh, okay. So you don't get those kinds of impact things that they saw in Jurassic Park. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you do hear, uh, 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 you can hear the sound of things moving, basically pushing their way through the uh, uh, the trees, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the kind of a wet, wet scraping sound from, from time to time as things go in and out of the forest. Well, I go with I'll go with Mister Ag- Agricultural Guy and and, and, and the one thing that you really expect to hear mm-hmm. and you don't hear there's no crickets there's no frogs hmm. it's just but there's some other things that that you can hear that that are weird sounding okay but since those kinds of things are normally mating calls <laughs> <laughs> um they they tend to come and go. Well, crickets are insects, so there can be insects here that make noises at night, right? Right, but they're not crickets. What do they sound like? Do we hear anything? Um, warbling sounds, uh, things that are like crickets except uh, a different pitch, a, a much different pitch. None of the, none of the classic sounds that you were expecting. Yeah. It sounds like you're on an entirely alien world here. It's kind of cool in that regard, but eh, at the same time, it's a little disquieting. But the smoke really helps. Yes, it does. <laughs> you're like, you're like hey, this, this is so interesting, you know? Uh, and uh, <laughs> you hear a little padding sound, and, and, it, and, you, uh, and you look down and you see there's a two-foot-tall duck-billed... Uh, uh, Dinosaur of some kind that's padded up to you and looking up to you with these big, you know, round eyes. I tell you, good in here. Watch it be sentient. Can I go down? <laughs> oh, well, it, does a, yeah. it does a lot of blanking when you do that. Okay. Yeah, have, here, get some, here, join the party too, Ducky. And topples over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And he says, I think he killed it. Uh, How could you? <laughs> That's a- <laughs> and you're and you're like trying to take the giant sausage fingers, like no, 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 no. You're bringing it up there. You're like, you're doing it, like mouth, mouth of duckbill resuscitations. <laughs> mouth duckbill. And oh yeah, I forgot he was right. Yeah, right. And and, it, and as you and just as you, you're about to do that, okay, <laughs> its mouth opens up and it just projectile vomits all over you. Wow! And and John is like dodging, running. Oh my goodness, man. But you're pretty sure it's breathing fire. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm thinking it's a rainbow. All of a sudden it just opens its mouth and it's just... 
And and you drop it, uh, of course. And uh, it, I, it, I go into I go find a puddle in the rain. Yeah, it hits it hits the ground and just turns around, and squeaks and uh, <laughs> or, or quacks or something, you know, and uh, it makes it sound actually a lot like a frog. <laughs> and uh, turns around and just runs off on all fours as fast as little feet can carry it. <laughs> really spooked it. You hear uh, a lot, you know, and, uh, and 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 there's a sudden silence except for the pattering of. Of uh, uh, of of the rain, mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're like going, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and I'm cleaning vomit off my face. And you're you're over there splashing water on your face, and you know trying to trying to wash it out of your hair and, mm-hmm. and stuff, and the fur on your neck. Yeah. And, and you just you suddenly realize there's no there's no sound. It's just the sound. All the all the animal sounds have disappeared. Okay. <laughs> and you uh and you and you look up and, and you're and look out through your your special eye, wash yeah. it off there, and you look out there and you can see there's this gigantic T Rex standing outside the gate looking Actually, it's got eyes toward the front, looking at you, and it's just staring at you. I'm blinking. How's it going? I see its nostrils. Does it breathe in the smoke when it does this? Oh, it's too far away. Oh. I mean, it seems to be breathing very slowly and deeply. <laughs> it's not looking. It's not breaking. It's it's just looking straight at you. Hmm. I just get I get up, clean myself off. I'm looking at it too, just and I was like, I kind of wave the the agriculture guy over here and just wave him over. What? And I what? I po- I point in the direction where the T Rex is. Well, he pulls he pulls a flashlight out of his pocket and shines it over there and sees this T Rex there and he says, Ah. Dang! What you do? He shuts the light off, and right at this point, the thing goes. There's this huge roar comes out of it, and, and we, it smashes into the gates. And the gates hold. He says, "Oh man!" He says, "I'm sure it's popped the tracks." Do we hear it smash into the gates? Or is I'm too hot. <laughs> um, inside, uh, make a nose check. I've gone off to bed. Yeah. Well, is it loud enough to wake people up? It is possibly loud enough to wake you up. Four, probably not. Okay. So I would say no. Because those... um, I didn't tell you about the lodge. The lodge is made out of those 20-foot wide trees. Thank you. They basically cut them down and dragged them over, and they built uh, essentially a, a, a uh, a giant's log cabin. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the inside of the lodge is uh, is sprayed. Uh, well, the outside and the inside are sprayed with cement mm-hmm. to give a um, a, a insect impenetrable coating, and also to to seal it. You know, so that it's it's actually sealed inside and out. Um, so, but it's pretty it's pretty impressive in there when you've got 
you know, a single log is is the wall, and they they literally had to cut through it to make a, mm-hmm. to make a doorway. Okay, you actually have to walk twenty feet to get out of the room. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. that's how big this thing is, and you understand how how powerful that crawler must be to drag that thing over here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the T Rex. Is making noise basically now. Yeah, basically it's roaring at you and it's smashed into the gate. And you hear it you hear this huffing sound, and then you and then you hear this big splash, splash, splash. You didn't hear it coming up by the way. Yeah. But when it's leaving you hear it hear splash, splash, splash into the distance. Like it's basically stomping its feet as it goes away. So anyways, the guy says, So you like you like the smoke, huh? <laughs> I'm too high for this. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I, right. just saw, I just saw a T. I just saw a T. Rex. I got some other stuff you might want to talk to me about in the morning. Then, okay, we'll talk in the morning. Something, something a little bit more helpful to you than in, in, in doing your job than this. This is recreational. Okay. All right. I'll see, I'll see you. I'll see you. I'll see you before before day daybreak. No, well, see me, see me, see me after coffee. <laughs> we have, we have, we have nighttime. We have after coffee. And we, <laughs> we have lunch after coffee. Today. We have tea. You know, the English, the English, the Englishers, you know, uh, insist. And then, of course, we've got supper. <laughs> after that, the kitchen is closed, and Cookie's very, and Cookie's very <coughs> adamant about that. <laughs> so, anybody else got something to do tonight? Because I'm going to bed too. Okay, so morning comes, but of course you guys don't know because you're inside of a building that's twenty has walls that are twenty feet thick. <coughs> but there's a smell of coffee now, right? But all of a sudden, you guys smell this wonderful smell of coffee. And by the way, do they actually grow coffee here? Because it seems like it might be like a warm climate where they might be able to do that. <laughs> it is a um, it is a bad, very bad climate for growing coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> coffee likes you know cold nights, you know hot days, uh, relatively arid. Oh, okay. This is not the right place for growing coffee. Bananas, probably tons. You know, mangoes, that kind of thing, probably, but not coffee. So it has to definitely be brought in. Uh, so, uh, and when you get up, you notice something. You notice that they have run <coughs> copper piping from the kitchen actually into the, the bunk rooms. So the smell of the coffee is actually being piped into uh, uh, into your bunk room. And you go out and you go to the kitchen, you can see that there's this contraption sitting over the coffee maker so that the warm air from the coffee maker rises up and actually goes into the, the various bunk rooms. There's, of course, three of them. One, one over to the, to the apartment where uh, Alan is staying and then the other two the other for the bunk rooms. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. anyways, uh, uh, breakfast is, is hearty. Uh, there's uh, uh, there's there's some eggs uh, which uh, taste a little bit unusual. <laughs> I see. And there's lots of them. So these are dinosaur eggs. What kind of dinosaurs are these? 
Are they? Do you want the? Do you want? Uh, is is, is, is it something that I recognize? I don't know. It, it, are you familiar with different kinds of dinosaurs? Not really, but I mean, I heard of things like T. Rexes and Brontosaurus. Well, they're neither of those. Okay, they're the smaller ones. Um, as a matter of fact, we have a number, uh, a whole bunch of breeding pairs that uh, we uh, uh, collect quite a bit of dinosaur eggs from. Uh, however, of course, since they are dinosaur eggs, they are um, uh, they're in leathery, leathery um, uh, shells, and so they um, tend to. Uh, so we, we don't have dinosaur shells, but <coughs> we, uh, the um, if you dry and, and, and uh, tan those pow- uh, those shells, they they are very useful for keeping small objects uh, weatherproof. So and um, Sarah goes and you know pulls back her coat, and you can see all these little uh, all these little pouches along her belt, all hooked into little booklets. On her belt, so this, I keep all <coughs> treats primarily in them mm-hmm. <coughs> for the dinos. Um, and I'll, you know, because I don't go out, they don't have too much problems with weather. <coughs> uh, but it, it also does keep the smell of the treats from getting to the dinosaurs. Otherwise, they mob me every time I go in there. Mm-hmm. So, just a little little trick you learn. Know that uh, if you use the hide of dinosaurs, uh, you can they can camouflage yourself somewhat. But it has to usually be a pretty tight one. You can't just throw on a dinosaur cloak and all of a sudden they think you're one of them. Yeah, you're not gonna fro- you're not gonna throw on sand it, okay? Right. Uh, there's orange. Couldn't, couldn't you build something that would like convince a dinosaur that you're a dinosaur? Maybe at least make you like for a short period of time. For a short period, yeah, as he said, probably a short period of time. But yeah, he's got that strange skill with the weird science for sure. Uh, Anyway, so I mean, there's 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 uh, puddings, there's breakfast puddings, there's uh, there's fruit, uh, there's some um, kind of almost cookie like biscuits that. uh, that you can either eat with gravy or by themselves. Uh, they've got nuts embedded in them, so they're kind of dry. They're not tasteless. They're actually, uh, it tastes like fennel. But uh, anyways, uh, so they're, uh, but it's, it's, so it's, it's a nice breakfast. It's, like I say, a hearty breakfast. You can pretty much eat as much as you want. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they're apparently this it's the it's like one of the big meals of the day, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, everyone pretty much stokes up and then goes out about their business and, until they and, and catches lunch as best they can. Uh, dinner's the next big meal because everybody's nights falling over. Yep. They, I'm gonna have my coffee. I'm gonna make sure I catch yeah. my my new friend from the from oh, yeah. the agricultural guy. Right. Um, what's See, his name? John John Bradley. John Bradley. Okay, yeah, John. Uh, uh, he goes and uh, says, you know, we'll say, we'll say during this time I'm just reading kind of the case study from the other team. The, I'm looking at the pictures and kind of seeing what they what what information they brought back. I'm just kind of pouring yeah. over it just so that we're multitasking. Yeah. Right. Okay. Stuff. Speaking of which, did Alfie see the T Rex when I was pointing at it when I went outside? I meant to, since she's always kind of a earshot away. 
Um, you hadn't seen Alfie uh, the uh, after uh, um, basically at, uh, after dinner. I mean, after you guys, you know, has she showed up for breakfast? Uh, uh, she does. Oh, okay. Yeah, she she uh, uh, she's already there. She's already up when you come out because of course she would have been over in the female ward. Uh, and uh, and anyway, so uh, the not not to interrupt. I'm sorry. You were, no, no, no. I, I was just saying. You know, while you're doing your thing, I'm letting it be known that you know I'm I'm on the case of researching. So I, I was going to let you guys know that there was a T Rex at the gate last night too. And I, I give my best description of what the T-Rex looked like. Does T-Rex look like the traditional T-Rex, or did it have any kind of special features? Like it scales. A, a spirit T-Rex it's, brought it's, about by your no, no, smoking. No, no, they never, they never, um, they never mentioned what the scales of a dinosaur actually was. So, right. what was the scale color and whatnot, based um, on the darkness and whatnot that I could see. It was modeled. It was very. Uh, it was very camouflaged, actually. Okay. And um, its head was uh, a lot bigger than you were expecting. Okay. Like you know, the 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 musculature of the jaw was so huge that it literally made it look like a chipmunk cheeks. So you know how strong those jaws are. Mm-hmm. Um, they can eat a man in one bite, huh? Oh, uh, swallow them, sure. <laughs> A small man, he cut them in half for sure, and then eat half, and then take the. Other oh, half. okay. So, yeah. oh, I, from the way, way, way you, you scale the size of the wall, I would think that the T Rex would have had, you know. Oh well, a yeah, hand about the size of a great white shark that can literally swallow. Literally, his, his head, except for the fact of his dentation, he looked an awful lot like a great white shark. Yeah. Okay, uh, but it had forward-facing eyes, um, and. Uh, it uh, it didn't have a nose. I mean, its nose was a, was a slit. Okay. Um, and um, uh, its eyes, um, you couldn't see its eyes very well, uh, but you you suspected that they might actually have been double lidded. Okay. Okay. Because uh, it didn't seem to be bothered by the rain at all. It's just like I said, even though the rain was splashing down all over it, it was just staring at you, like because you figure that probably the water was splashing off of it. It should have caused it to blink, you know, <laughs> but it wasn't. Just staring at you with those cold eyes, and um, the uh, <clears throat> the hands, uh, even though that they were uh, you know smaller mm-hmm. and clawed, they were surprisingly delicate. Okay. So, uh, the feet were humongous. Well, I couldn't see the feet. <laughs> they were sunk down into yeah. the, the, the the loam, anyway. Yeah. But the lower legs were just tremendously humongous, you know, meat on the, on the legs. You can see this thing just pile-driving after you, you know, like it's in the movie, chasing down a vehicle with no trouble at all. Yeah. So, so, by the way, do they have, like, a... A catalog or something. Well, I guess not a catalog, but like a bestiary which shows like pictures of like the common types of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's, it's it's there's actually a scientific journal. There's there's a whole bunch of them. I mean, there's literally they have dozens of these things. They're they're basically a, um, uh, in uh, wax paper with notes between each one, um, oh, inside of a, a you know li- literally sewn. Um, into a bur um, a burlap page, and all inside of a big 
box. Most of these things are inside of boxes. Mm-hmm. They're they're uh, wood. Um, in some cases, they're steel, and uh, they're but they're waxed and, and oiled. So, uh, yeah, there's lots of them. Small ones, big ones. The T Rex, of course. Oh. A lot of information about the T Rex because it's dangerous. <laughs> they didn't spend a lot of time studying it, uh, and uh, a lot of questions about how smart it is. Mm-hmm. Some of them are some of them are a lot smarter than the others too. It's just a in wide fact, range of intelligence amongst the T Rex. The fact that it was just sitting there, just staring, just like yeah, <laughs> and it and it did. <laughs> okay, well. Anyways, just, uh, have you ever so, run into any animal dinosaurs? What? I, I know what you're saying. Um, animal, warm-blooded dinosaur. Animal. No, animal with an A. Yeah. Oh. Uh, now, who are you asking this question? Oh, D, um, capital D dinosaurs. I'll, I'll ask um, to whichever scientist is showing me the um, the bestiaries. Well, that would be either Fedor or Sarah. Okay. So, which one are you talking to? I don't know. Fedor. Fedor. Okay, he says no. Um, strangely enough, um, I haven't. We've never seen uh, an intelligent dinosaur of that kind. I think it's possible that if that ever happens, the other dinosaurs eat them as a mutant, aber- you know, as an a- a- as a aberrant. <laughs> but it doesn't happen with like tigers or bears. Exactly. But tigers and bears are. You know they 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 they're more insular from each other. These these animals are actually pretty pretty dense. They uh, there's, there's the plants grow prolific prolifically here. The animal population is quite large. I'm sure that there's some people out there who'd love to come over and harvest these animals um, if they if they could figure out which ones that were good to eat. And we've gotten a number of contracts from people asking that very question. Say you tell us an, which of these dinosaurs, you know, we can grow and, and, and eat off of, and you know we'll we'll send some people over here to get them. Well, we don't like that idea because we're scientists, but we have been researching to see which of the animals taste good. So that's the reason why we got the uh, we got you know, we've got the duck build out there, and they're oh they're, yeah they're very ta- they're very tasty. Ah yeah, I met duck bill last night. You did? Mm-hmm. I was surprised that they usually go to sleep at night. Yeah. yeah were you out there were you were you out there splashing around? <laughs> Ask John here. John's probably gonna laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he says uh, uh, he says you may, he says you may find uh, uh, one of the duckbills is particularly hungry this morning. <laughs> she says, Oh and he says, Yeah, and he goes over and he whispers in her ear and she laughs. She laughs. He says he's, he says, he says, he says what, what did you give him to eat? <laughs> I didn't give him John, nothing. John's like. <laughs> uh, me and John are going to probably go to his his greenhouse or mm-hmm. greenhouse or um, yes. dorm or whatever. His fields. His fields. <laughs> it's all within the enclosure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and of course... So yes, there's I say lots of dinos there. There's all kinds. Some are, mm. they say some uh, some of them are, um, uh, are are herbivores. The ones that are herbivores tend to be her, herds of of them, and and, um, uh, and there are and, and some of the 
Um, some of the predators are like raptors that, that work as, as teams. Okay. Okay. The biggest ones tend to be family units. Uh, the the um, and um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, do they? Um, I, I know, of course, some there are would be species of dinosaurs that live in the water. Are there any that like live in like the water to the ocean, or just like internal internally in lakes? Like, are there any that like swim around the island, or only lakes within the island? That's an excellent question, Ken, and I don't know the answer to it. Okay. I would have to ask Richard that. Uh, okay. Probably there are. The question is, how do the uh, carna whales and uh, the uh, carna squid think about that? They may, they may be, uh, they may prey on each other, especially some of the larger ones. But as far as like directly off the island, um, sure, there's. Uh, there are fish that are found here and nowhere else. Uh, primitive fish. You know, because, um, uh, well, actually, no, because fish, those, uh, ichthyous fish are bony, and these are mostly cartilaginous. So I would say there's there are some uh, salamander-type creatures that live in the water, uh, but there's no, there's no true fish. Like you're talking about, you know. I mean, uh, they 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 didn't occur. In I mean, more. I'm thinking more like if you go in the ocean, are there going to be like plesiosaurs and stuff? There might be, uh, but that's a question I have to ask Richard. Okay. I don't know the answer to that question. The designer, he doesn't put everything in here, um, and I don't really think it's important to the adventure at this point. Um, they mostly are interested in what's going on on land. They're some distance away from the ocean, as a matter of fact, here. So they uh, they spend a lot, you know, as I say, they spend a lot of time keeping up their their area. They, the, the the clearing that's around this place is not is a clearing that was cleared. Mm-hmm. They take they have to spend a lot of time maintaining it because the the plants will continue to encroach. How did you survive when you first started building the base here? Well, um, we knew we knew there was going to be some issues about this, so the first thing we did was we napalmed it. Wow. <laughs> well, napalm is is a um, in an environment like this, it's not so bad because it's very wet and whatever. Um, and we also knew that a lot of plants actually rely on burning and such to to uh, as part of their development cycle. So. Uh, things like forest fires and such are considered more natural things. We, we, our napalm was actually jellied alcohol. We were, we were very careful to not leave something that would have a toxic element mm-hmm. to it, to the ground and, and things like that. So, but yeah, it burned and then we, uh, and when after it finished burning, then we landed and started, uh, uh, started building the enclosure. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, uh, oh, and, and if the restore, had the Restorpies ever built things in this in the woods here? Well, if they have, we haven't found them. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, we all we've mostly found is animals and um, a lot of trees, and but we haven't except except for the um, uh, electric power point uh, that's near the center of the island. 
uh, we haven't found anything that would indicate any uh, activity by the restore keys or anything. And like I said, we tried to run power to our enclosure, um, but as I said, it didn't work out. The animals found the power line much too enticing. So, but the the, the biggest problem we had was um, was bringing in the um, uh, I'm sorry um, was was bringing in uh, the uh, crawler. That was a major job. We actually had to uh, hire um, some helicopters, some uh, um, out of um, out of Anson's Kingdom to fly that thing out here. That was probably the biggest. It probably cost more than any other part was to was to bring that crawler out here hmm. because and we and we had to assemble it because it was you know even then and that was. Okay. Uh, we, 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 and because we knew that we needed something that was literally bigger than the dinosaurs. Had you considered putting a lightning crystal inside of the crawler itself oh, we, to lighten it? Oh, we did. We did. But what I'm saying is that it was still, the parts were so big that there were very few aircraft that could, you know, uh, that could easily carry it. And so um, we, uh, we basically... Um, uh, I'm sorry, they, they, they wouldn't have used uh, helicopters, they would have used dirigibles. We actually had to bring it in hanging from a dirigible using a lightning crystal to lighten it 90%. Even so, it still weighed a couple of tons. <laughs> Big job. Had all kinds of friction from um, ice cap when we did that because they were like, you know, something that big, you know. I had to go the long way around, but Trust me, nowhere near ice cap. Because those guys will shoot you down as, as, as soon as they look at you. Mm-hmm. Don't ever fly over ice cap if you can avoid it. They're not. They have no sense of humor that any that I can that I think that, that I, I think anyone can detect. Um, anyways, so uh, uh, so Fedor and Carmen uh, looks like they're they're getting their packs together. Um, it looks like uh, it, it looks like they're bagging up those cookies I was talking about that uh, they were, they were offering uh, for in, in breakfast. It looks like they're, they're they're basically bagging up a bunch of those things to eat, mm-hmm. um, and uh, something that looks like jerky. A lot of dry. No, there was a lot of dried right. food or and dense and dense. Yeah. Maybe you can sell dinosaur jerky to. Other places, right? Um, actually, if you say that, he says no. It's not dinosaur jerky. Um, again, we, we don't want to smell like we're predators. We can't have the smell of a dinosaur meat on our on our mouth. This is actually. But we're getting their babies. I yep. can taste their tears. <laughs> yeah, but we brush our teeth. Then I'm saying, well, <laughs> what we eat for breakfast, we can go brush our teeth, get a nice minty taste in there, you know. And that's fine, okay. I'm saying it, and uh, but when we get out there and we start eating food and going through the day, you know, it's got to be uh, something that doesn't smell like a, a, the a normal a, the normal prey of a predator. So this is actually um, uh, chicken. This is uh, it's it's a it's a kind of a uh, it's a it's a jerk chicken that uh, uh, that that actually we got from Anawago. 
Another thing we got from them. Would that still sort of smell like your prey? No. Are you sure it's not, chicken? Not the jerk. I hear things about that Owongo. Um, well, we tested it. Uh, we, we definitely tested it. It didn't have the right um, combinations of, of um, proteins. I know what you're talking about. No. We, we were very careful about that. I'm told that uh, that 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 particular kind of pork has uh, a distinctive flavor to it, but of course you can cover a multitude of sins with jerk. <laughs> well, I hear it's not pork, though. Well, duh. that's exactly what we're saying. All right, so what? Uh, so, anyways, uh, so Carmen says, anytime you guys are ready, we can head out. Yeah, um, yeah let's go. All right, like now going somewhere. Well, you guys wanted to head out and go on a on one of their hikes, right? right? Okay. Right. All right. Um, and besides, if we're going to go on the actual trip, we want to go as early as possible because of you know we don't. Oh, we just want to go. We want to go at the normal time. Right. But, right. Which is pretty much daybreak. Yep. I mean, after they have breakfast, then that's have, have pretty have much their, as early as have possible. Their, have their you know have their breakfast, have their coffee, pack their mm-hmm. pack their bags, and off they go and. Um, and then they, it takes, it comes back, they come back in a few days. Okay. Okay. So. Um, and they're, they, they look at you and says, you know, are you, are you used to packing a pack? We're not we, carrying your food. Yeah, we've, um. There's extra, there's extra, there's extra packs stuff. over there. You know, take, take <laughs> a pack, pack my stuff. Um, pack, is, is, uh, is Natasha one. coming with you? Um, she's, she'll probably insist on it, so I'll pack her. Some stuff too. Unless she, I have a bad feeling about this. Okay. Uh, We're not rescuing her how about, twice. How about the rest? Or how about you? I was going with John Brad. Yeah, down? but are you? I mean, that's a little side. Little Does talk. she insist on coming? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Dangerous. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. All right. Go. He goes and takes you out, and he says, "You know, the thing that probably." You're gonna need. You might be. You might meet. You'll need more than anything else. I think is this stuff right here. What is it? And he uh, uh, he hands you this these little uh, yellow um, squishy oh. squishy. It's like it's kind of like uh, freeze dried meat or uh, like a foam, almost like a foam. <coughs> Like okay. styrofoam pellets, like it's twenties. It's, it's, it's more like those um, uh, those elephant peanuts you get at the uh, uh, um, when you go out to the to those the orange park. circus peanuts. No orange circus. Yeah, peanuts. but they're like foamy. They're like foam. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he says, <coughs> like gummy candies almost. Yeah, except that they're 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 not peanuts. Yeah. Yeah, they're really more like styrofoam, and they taste kind of you know they oh, taste right. sugary. Yeah, but anyways, but this, this this is uh, he says okay. This is uh, this is Lobo. Lobo. Yeah. Now let me warn you. Okay. He says this will uh, uh, this is when you really need to move fast and uh, and react fast. This is what you want. Okay. Okay. But. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those last dish kind of things. Is there a way that I can try taste taste just a little bit? Oh no, no, no! Do not eat it now. No, I'm not talking about hold. I'm talking about like no, 
Do not eat it unless you really want it. Okay. okay. All right. Any any ad, any adverse effects or besides uh, just the so. yeah, just the need for speed and it, the, the reaction. It's it, you tend to get a little short tempered when you eat it. When you, you take this. Okay. Okay. Uh, so just uh, just be warned. How, how long does it last? And like, well, he's not did, talking to you. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought he's offering it to everyone. No, he's only oh. offering to this guy. Okay. Because he's he he's a kindred spirit here. He got that little side. He okay, says because they right. smoke some weed. Okay. He says I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. give you two of these. Okay. okay I, got two. I don't recommend you having the second one, but people have a tendency to lose things out in the jungle. Okay. Okay. Now, he says, and I'm going to give you another one of these, which is another one. He says, this is called Smokey Joe. Okay. Smoke. What you had last night. Okay. <laughs> Smokey Joe. You don't, he says, I would recommend, considering your reaction to it, I would recommend just <clears throat> taking a little bit, you know, maybe a, a puff or two, and then putting it out. Because <clears throat> you, you dragged that whole thing last night, and I wasn't sure you were getting up this morning. Now, I have some other stuff, but I want to see how you react to it first. If it looks like you have a tolerance for it, I got some stuff that really can do you some benefit. Okay. I'll go ahead and test it. I'll go ahead and test this out on, on the field. Are you going to join us or? Oh, no, that's not what I do, man. I'm over here working my crops, trying to, trying to get these palms to grow, trying to, uh, you know, test, you know, remember, test all the, you know, the various plants and animals, the, the plants. Mm -hmm. They were trying to see if they'll grow here mm -hmm. because that way we don't have to bring as much stuff in. It's cheaper. Okay. Um, and I'm, like I said, it's... there's it's. I put the Lobo and the Smokey in my pocket right here. All right. Just to reassure that... Okay. You know, nine, nine times out of ten, obviously, probably you better, there too. You better get back to your group because it looks like they're heading out soon. Okay. It says, I'll tell you one thing is that I hope you're... I hope you, you 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 got a pretty good pace because um, Fedor and Carmen they uh, they 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 move pretty quickly. Have you have they tried this stuff? Uh, <laughs> Carmen Carmen's tried the Smoky Joe once. What about the Lobo? No, um, Lobo something new. It's something that um, it's. It's something that uh, I generally send out. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll take your word for it. He uh, he, he said he says I, I have customers not here. Okay. And that that actually should kind of pique your interest. Oh, that's already piqued my interest. Uh, thanks. Okay. Anyway, so uh, so the uh, if you guys are all ready to go, yeah. okay, uh, we'll do some checks on the plane to make sure the plane doesn't sink into the plane. Seems to be doing fine. Okay, uh, and uh, as I said, the uh, uh, your 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 engineer is 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 beetle Eric is doing fine okay. with it. Uh, he's, he says everything seems to be okay. The water is not getting into anything too bad. Okay. Really would prefer to keep this, uh, uh, keep it inside of a hangar, but since there isn't one here, oh well. Oh, is, do they know if the landing strip on the other base is the same as the landing strip here, or is it like actually paved? 
how the landing strip on the other one is uh, uh, it's it's like here it's gravel. Okay. Okay. So uh, so it has the same problems with sinking in. No, the sinking in is once you get off of it. So you, you got off of it so that someone else could use it as a landing strip. Okay. So right. if we were to just land on it, we don't have to worry about sinking in. Right. Okay. Right. That's right. So it's... it's that's, right. that's the whole point of building the landing strip, was so you have a safe place to land. But it is gravel, so it's, uh, it's a little rough. All right. Well, I head to the Jeep. And okay. What's, you mean the, crawl, the crawler? Yeah, the crawler. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, we're taking it, the crawler out. I thought this is an on foot check. It is. We're going to take us. We're going to take you guys over to the edge of the clearing first, uh, just in case there are any predators hanging around in the woods looking for something to eat. Mm. Okay. Uh, uh, why is she here? She's, I'm sure he's talking about Natasha. Yeah. Did she, she looks want, at, to, did she want to come along? She looks at you and she says, "I'm just as much a member of this." Uh, of, of this group as you are. Was, well, Natasha, I think he's afraid it may be a little dangerous. You don't want to get eaten by a dinosaur, do you? Not any more than you do. Are you able to... Can you protect yourself now, Natasha? Sure, I got a gun. Are you going to do... I didn't practice with it. Yeah. Are you not going to do any crazy stuff to get yourself killed? You're going to stay with everybody and try to not get yourself killed. I'm not trying. I wasn't trying to get myself killed the last time. He says, I was saving my sweetheart from a fate worse than death. Yeah, but you acted in a surprising way. I don't know why you'd be surprised. You know how much I love you. I mean, you acted in a way which made it hard to fight. I mean, just as just, just as long as you're sure no trouble will happen. No, unne- no, no unnecessary risk. Hey, I'm perfectly willing to let you drag him from the. Him. I'd rather much rather you have you drag him from the field. We drag him, drag him from the field with half of his body. Then you just jump in front and get eaten whole. By a dinosaur. Well, I am. I am not at all in favor of. I, I think both me and her would prefer that I do not get eaten whole, or or even half, or half. Yeah. Yeah. I have prior claim. So, don't worry about me. I'm not. I'm just. Getting, I'm just going you, ahead and let you, you know. You just stay in the front and shoot everything with your big laser electric guns. And, and Dan over there can fire his blasters, and I'll be over here with my sweetheart, and we'll fire our, 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 our pistols and mow down anything you miss, and it'll be fine. <laughs> I, look, I, look at, I look at Dan like... Fedor says, says, you are a noisy bunch. <laughs> Is that- we had we had a wild man adventure at one point, and she was the she was our maiden. She was the damsel in distress. That's okay. You don't need to. I think she's getting a little embarrassed by this, so you don't need to. If she dies, she dies. 
Thank you. Yeah, you want me saying thank you? She 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 picks up she picks up her 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 backpack and throws it over her shoulders and staggers a little bit under the weight. She says, "So let's go." Okay. I'm looking around the forest like where. All right. At which which point, uh, uh, Moby comes stomping in and says, "Now that's a woman." Hold your horses. Apparently, we got to do some repairs on the front gate. Some, some of the, uh, some critter went and knocked the, uh, knocked the, 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 uh, the main uh, gate off its track. See, I told you, me and John saw a T Rex last night. So it's, 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 it'll take us about fifteen minutes to get it back on. So yeah. Meanwhile, you hear, uh, you hear this low. Throaty. Is it an engine? What? Is it an engine or is that? Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's definitely the sound of an engine. You come outside and you look over and you realize what you're looking at. (coughs) This thing that they call a crawler. Well, it's a crawler, all right. Okay? It's the lower half of, 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 uh, uh, of, of one of those super tanks. That was developed by the Nazis during World War II. Yeah, that wasn't put into the field because they had made a mistake in 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 in, in, in deciding its width, and it was too small to get through the tunnels <laughs> to get to the actual battlefield. So they were only just te- dry tested. But these things literally could knock you unconscious if you stood next to them because of the. It would cause your organs to vibrate so strongly that it would oh, literally knock you out. Yeah, you know, I, I think I heard about those. I don't know if they were called crawlers, but I... I they weren't called crawlers. They had a name. It was, it, was some, it was a tank. It was a certain type of tank. Yeah, but it, this is basically... It doesn't have, have, doesn't have the top part with a turret and all that stuff, okay? Instead, it's got this big... This big box. Cap. It's a it's yeah. a cap, yeah. and it's literally. Wouldn't this something like this sink into the ground a lot? It's so big and wide. The tracks are like six to eight feet wide each. You know, on each side. I mean, it's enormous. It was good for running over people, but it just vibrated so much that it would. You can you you would be completely sick, and probably if you had any any internal problems, they will they will they will show up. Anyway, so they, they roll over, this thing, you know, you know, basically rolls over to the, the front gate, okay? And they do have a, um, they've attached a, 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 a snow plow. It's not, it's more, really more like what you, it's, it's, uh, it's like a caterpillar, the, 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 the plow thing on the front of it. What? A bobcat? No, it's, it's, but it's the plow thing that goes up yeah. and down. Mm-hmm. They used actually the plow in front of it. So they go over there and they it's take... a bulldozer. bulldozer. Yes, yeah, a bulldozer, right. A bulldozer front to it. And they attach these big chains to the front gate and it literally lifts, you know, goes up and lifts the gate up, okay, and then moves backward and forward to set it back down on its track properly. Mm-hmm. Take say, it takes about 15 minutes to get it right, at which point they go and they can hit the... Um, uh, uh, they, they they hit the controls and it goes and pulls the gate open. So does the tank have a lightning crystal in it, just so they don't no, that, weigh as much and they don't need as much fuel? Lightning or? crystals, as soon as you come into contact with the ground, they discharge and you get all your weight back. So this thing is actually counting on its weight. 
Okay, it's that it, it wants to be heavy because that way the big dinos can't push it around. Mm-hmm. It actually can stand up against them. And, and usually, what they were telling you is that when the dinos come over, they just stay inside and don't do anything. And they come over, they push on it. They might try to bite through the steel, but they don't really so do anything to it. It's so like there's... like pushing on a rock and just happen to suddenly appear in the middle of your fort, your your, your, your clearing, and they finally give up and go away. So. It's it's the it's the thing that they they use as as their you know primary means of moving around. You can imagine this thing rolling down four hundred miles to get to the uh, uh, to get to the other camp, and uh, and why it, it took all their fuel to do that, and why they had to completely refuel from the other place to come back. So. Um, anyway, so they, they, finally, so they finally they take you over, they get inside, and once you're inside, it's actually noisy, but it's not, it's, you know, you're not feeling all those vibrations as much. As a matter of fact, it even looks like they've got something sprayed on the inside to dampen down yeah. some of that vibration. Um, but it's hot. It's probably hot in here. It It is hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is definitely hot, but the sun, it doesn't get through all that mist. So it's really the same temperature. The only heat you're getting, and, and since this, this thing doesn't run a lot, mm-hmm. it, it, you, you can tell that it's probably going to get hotter and hotter as that engine gets hotter and hotter. Mm-hmm. But initially, it's 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 uh, it's a little warm. Yeah, it's definitely warm. It's, it's sticky. It's it's you feel like it's about oh I don't know uh, about close to body temperature, wet, sticky, hundred percent humidity. So yeah. Um, uh, Mo- Moby is basically wearing uh, a halter top um, and, uh, and, a, and a pair of short shorts and cowboy boots. Yeah, you guys are going to probably literally see me without my duster for once because, yeah, it's going to be really hot in there. But she says, don't worry about it. We're just going to go over there. I mean, we're only going, you know, a couple, about 100, 100 yards that way. Oh, then that's We're just going to drop you off. Okay, so and they just do. They just roll over there. And the, and the animals don't like this, all that vibration either, and they move away from it, and you just get over to the edge of the clearing. I'm looking through the, the slit on my side just uh-huh. to see what's what's out there. There's lots of animals out here. Mm-hmm. They're out. A lot of them are out there eating the the various um, bugs and slithery things that are in in that uh, uh, mossy soil. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see a lot of, of, of smaller animals fighting over things, and so there's. So the vegetation is also only vegetation from dinosaur era, so there aren't isn't like any grass or flowers or right. anything. No. Okay. No, you have a lot of ferns. You have a lot of. It's know, probably more It's probably that. There's but lots of fungus out here too. It's probably and a lot mosses. Very, very like the Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, the best way to. Anyways, they roll you over to the edge of the clearing, and she says, "Okay, here you go. See you later. And we go. Good luck. We got to walk out with our guides." Yeah. Okay. And uh, so they, they they ask you. They say, "Look, um, uh, since since you're, you know, you're, what happened to Pig Boy? I hope he's back at the. I for, I totally forgot about Pig Boy. Yeah. I I don't even know who you're referring to when you say Pig Boy. The, the guy who we had to, the witness that we had to protect that we oh. brought here. All right. He slept in, maybe. Um, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he, he, he's sleeping unless you want okay, good. him to come with you. Okay, good. <laughs> no, we don't. You're just keeping him there safe. Yeah. He's like, nobody's going to mess with anybody here. Unless, of course, they come flying in while you're gone. Mm. 
In which case, you know, hopefully he will hide somewhere. <laughs> if anything, he'll probably get into the uh, special supplies over, you know, <laughs> talk, be talking to uh, John about his <laughs> special crop. Seen it because he sounds he's because he's the kind of guy that would actually want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, he's a rich kid and, 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 and you know, not used to having to slum around like this. So he, uh, so you guys hop off and they're, and they're talking. He says, "Look, I know that you guys uh, aren't familiar with this place, okay? And so we we're talking to you about you know uh, maybe going over to since we haven't done it in a long time and it kind of kind of piqued our interest." Says, what do you say we go ahead for the PowerPoint? See what hmm. it's like. See what the conditions are. The, the 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 enclosure around it. If it's something that might be useful to you. How distant are they from the PowerPoint? Well, we're about a hundred miles. Hmm. Okay, so, um, so, so that's several days trip. A, well, for us, it's about three days. We we move pretty fast. Can you keep? Can you do thirty miles a day? Um, Make sure ten miles. Average person 20, is 20. 20 it's about miles. a six day trip. Mm-hmm. What? But if it's a hundred miles away. Yeah, it's a three days there, three days back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying it's a six day trip. Um, assuming, of course, you don't t- spend any time there. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, if, if we if we have to go slower, then of course it's going to be a longer trip. It could be up to five days if we have to slow down to twenty miles. Well, the- so I just want you guys. I, I mean, I, I want to have. I just want to plan, okay? I mean, are we going to force march it? Well, the the main reason we're here is to, we're just going to hike it. Okay. Well, the main reason we're here is to investigate what happened to the other base. Uh, this is six days. That's sort of a long detour. Well, well t- we don't know the jungle. We don't know the land. Yeah, we don't know how to true. navigate. So, I mean, I think this is valuable this. time. I, I say, you know, I, I definitely see the benefit in, in doing that. Is yeah, any, I, I, I do. What, what, other, what other sorts of things, you know, do you, do you have that are no, potential I, outings? Do you yeah, need to... I, I think we definitely do need to go on a trip through the jungle with a, with these people in order to be To acclimate familiar ourselves to the surroundings with. a little bit. That I mean, maybe mean there's it, something that's three days round trip right. or four or five days round trip. Well, the other reason I mentioned... I say, is, are there any, you know, outings that you maybe have that are... The other reason I mention it is the fact that if... They had to abandon their base. They mm-hmm. fled into the jungle. This would be a logical place for them to try to get to. Because it's got power, it's got defenses, it's assuming they're in good condition. You know, I mean. Are they, there any other outposts? No. Out here? Just the two of us, yeah. Just the two main, and then this. Ours and the other one. The power right? station. And, well, the power station isn't, 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 I mean, it's literally an outpost that's not manned. There's nobody living there. But I mean, there are no other outposts that you're aware of out here. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm sure there aren't any more because I, I'm sure we would have heard something from them. Yeah. I mean, it's a small. It's 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 only a 200 by 200 mile island in Byron. I mean, they. I can't imagine us not knowing about it or somebody not hearing about it. I mean, I suppose you could have a secret. No, there could be a secret um, uh, 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 air pirate base on here, I suppose. But, I mean, they'd have to do all that. They'd have to clear it. They'd have to do all that work. So, um, I guess it's possible, you know. um, No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Let's uh, let's plan to to do a trip out to the power center. So there are not any closer destinations then. That you there are no destinations. Yeah, well, I mean there there are sectors, okay, that we can we can head out to 
Okay. Um, and uh, we we do have we do have made some marks in the forest, you know, trails. We've mm-hmm. laid some stuff, but we have to be pretty small about. It. We're, we're experienced. We know mm-hmm. where the trees are that that we've marked and 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 the lay of the land. So. So, you know, we, we, yeah. we cover a pretty wide area, but we don't normally go more than 50 miles out. Mm. So going 100 miles out is a lot further than we normally go. But I'm only mentioning it to you. We don't have to. I mean, I can just, t- you guys should just go, we can go on a normal trip. You know, it's a little boring. We'll go around. We'll be checking stuff, taking samples, doing what we normally do, right? You know, mm. uh, let's say, but you guys not being scientists, I think right. you'd be a little bored. But, if you want to get the well, if you want to get the question answered, I'm sorry. Well, if you want to get the question answered is whether or not that people have fled to that location, then you got to go there. Yeah, that's, go there. That's the only way to find out. That, and, that is a good point. And they are not transmitting any radio signals because yeah. we would heard them or closer to, okay. to that than we would be to their place. Okay. And they should be able to reach us if they had any kind of transmitter. Now, of course, considering that they fled the place, they probably didn't have a transmitter with them. So I'm just saying that, that it's up to you. You decide. I mean, you could you can go back, get in your plane, and fly down to the other base. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, but no, we we could go. It's just, I mean, it's it'll be a use it'll, it'll be a useful thing for us to do because we haven't been out there for quite a while now. Okay. To see if there's been any changes, to see if there's any new animals that have come into the area. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go then. All right. All right, so you guys go out and you start hiking toward the PowerPoint. I make sure I've got uh, spare laces for my boots. Okay, um, going there is actually pretty is 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 fairly simple because they they tell you says we're going to follow the remains of the power line that we originally installed. You see, it's in pieces that literally is. They had originally had it up um, above the ground slightly um, on like struts, you know, like almost like a little like 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 a little um, uh, oil pipeline, mm-hmm. and you can see where it's been smashed, stepped on, whatever you know, and, uh, and yeah. broken. But there's still pieces, so they can follow that trail. And uh, the, uh, the 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 trail itself is, is entirely overgrown at this okay. point. Uh, so whatever they were using uh, to to do it originally, uh, probably the if they've been bulldozing or, or um, you know using the tank before, it's filled in. So um, it's. I'm gonna turn on some of my some of my equipment. Okay. That's That's a nine. So that one is turned on. What equipment are you turning on? My sleep gas launcher. Okay. So you're moving pretty quickly. Um, How do you we, turn that on? We run across. Oh, I have to always do a No, no, I'm just wondering, is it like a belt you're fitting on? Yeah, right off now? Or, uh, or, you're messing with the gun. Yeah, yeah, like, like, okay. Like, That's you know, what I was wondering what you're doing, right? I'm turning on equipment. I'm wondering I'm messing with my rifle or like I'm adjusting the belt. I'm talking about like big dangerous dinosaurs. I'll just go ahead and start marking them off. Right. Well, some of the duck bills are actually big and dangerous. You know, when you say I'm rolling, it's thematically I have no idea what you're doing. So... You run occasionally into herds of, of, of dinosaurs. Um, you see a lot of smaller dinosaurs. Um, you see lots of lizards on the trees. 
Um, oh, by the way, I have my AR-15 on a sling. Okay. Um, it's kind of draped right now. I'm not, you know, hand on the trigger the whole time or anything, but, um, you know, I do have my um, my two two Bowie knives and their their things and my pistols and my AR-15 on a sling. I'm pretty pretty well uh, armored. My, my armored vest on as well. So you know, I'm I'm pretty much you know packing full full gear. Got my sunglasses on. Got a hat. And you got a piece of straw in your mouth. <laughs> no, I don't match. know. I don't think I have any anything in my uh, my teeth. Maybe maybe I'm chewing some bubble gum. <laughs> Say that again, bubble gum. Bubble gum. <laughs> All right, Roddy Piper. What's that? A roll for random encounters? No, it's it's um is to see to see whether or not he reads the uh um uh, the the various markings on the ground properly. Mm-hmm. So mostly you've been able to avoid the bigger predators. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say just one thing. But then finally, apparently, what happens is at some point he misses um, some spores, misses some trackings on the ground, and you guys come up a, a hill, a hill, and get to the top. And right on the other side, you see uh, uh, you, you basically see a large, like super crocodile, basically up on legs, the long neck. You know, and lots and lots of teeth like a crocodile. Okay. Uh, make a uh, stealth check for the group. So, so I don't know how to make a group stealth check. It's basically whoever has the worst stealth. Well, I'm untrained in it's it. It's probably so. Natasha. Everybody's We're untrained. both untrained, so um, I mean... Well... I'd rather a PC make a stealth check than literal for Natasha. <laughs> you have Jack of all trades or one's best? No, guy. well, that it wouldn't that matter. It's agility. whoever has the worst. It's agility, not a smarts. So, okay. D4 and a D6. That's uh, a 4 which explodes. So that's a 6 less 2, so that's a 4. 4. Okay, so that means that you guys came over it and it hasn't noticed you yet. You have initiative and decide what you want to do. I, I grab I grab my air fifteen that's on the sling and I say, Hey, what should we do? Um you wanna double back? He says the says you waited out or to all your listeners, I'm nodding when he whispers do you wanna double back? I think we should wait it out. Wait it out? Okay. We have the high ground. So with the high ground I, I kinda get, and, get and on and you see them I, you see them pulling their guns out. I, I, I take a I take a knee sort of or I crouch a little bit so I'm not you know standing a, as tall as possible uh, and, and I definitely you know aim aim down my sights I, I make sure I flip you know from from safety to you know hot okay and and I uh, I ready an action for what it's worth. To shoot as this thing charges at us, if if, if it, does. it does. Okay, so it's going to go and make a. Um, uh, it's going to it's going to go ahead and make a notice check to see if it it finally sees you, detects you, and that is a three. So it managed. It's uh, so after a while looking around, you know, uh, it's mouth. Clumping uh, a couple of times to uh, uh, it goes over and it 
smacks its tail into uh, the side of the hillside, into like a, a bunch of uh, uh, patch of heavy. It's it's not briars because they don't exist, but like uh, interwoven ferns mm-hmm. and um, and vines and stuff, and nothing seems to jump out of it. So, you know, uh, it looks like those poised just snap at it. You know, and finally starts walking away, and as it starts walking, you know, it moves away. It's just it's almost like it's slithering through the the jungle away from you. If it's a you said it's a crocodile. Big crocodile face, too long with like zillions of teeth. Mm-hmm. It looks like it would. Its prey is usually bigger, mm-hmm. but it certainly wouldn't turn down something. I don't know, you know, human sized or, or bigger. So, how many days out are we, by the way? Okay, um, that uh, uh, I would say at that point you were uh, about two days out. Because I said they've been pretty good at trying to avoid them. But this was one time when they they failed to to, to, to notice the signs. Mm-hmm. So, and then they uh, continue, um, and you finally um, reach uh, the point where you know, the the thing's supposed to. And you see this; it, it looks like this huge hillside. It's a, it's like a hillside going up, and the and the and the broken thing looks like it goes right into the hillside. And they say that's not a hillside; that's Fencing. Okay, mm-hmm. nobody's nobody's been clearing it. Okay, so uh, the, uh, the the this thing goes right through the, the fencing. So we don't know what's in that or on the other side of it. Um, Wait a minute. Good. So when you say it's fencing, you mean we found the power station and it's fencing, or the power station is something else? It's the well, fortunately there's a this 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 big hillside of 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 vegetation, ferns and. Vines and things like that is actually growing on the outs on, on, with the the fence as its structure. So, but I mean, is it the fence probably of the power station, or is it like somebody's secret base? No, it's the fence of the power station. That's okay. what he's trying to tell you. This is so. Um, uh, it looks pretty solid, but it, well, it, it, it could it, be broken yeah, it, on it, the it, inside. It looks we don't like, know. I, I think looking at that fence probably. If the guys um, from the other base managed to flee, and they managed to flee here. They probably didn't cut their way through all of that stuff, right? So, so if they fled to here, they must be on the outside. Well, you're assuming that they are being pursued actively. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine they maybe had machetes when they left or something. That's true. So um, I mean, they may have cleared a little. And you hear this this kind of low sound, good, like a power hum. No, it's not a hum. It's more like a resonant sound. Okay. And and they and they says he says that's the uh, helium helium exhaust ah. comes out of a pipe. The helium just comes out of it constantly and makes that resonant sound. It's a vuvuzela. It's just it's just it's coming out and vibrates. Anyway, and um, so it's, this is definitely the place. Um, I suggest that we circle and look for an opening. Well, let me yeah. take. Let me go ahead. And while take we're it. while we're searching, I use this. Okay. Well, before we start searching, I was going to kind of use my goggles. I just want to make sure I'm... Oh, can I use your book for just... Well, I, I suggest you get inside before you use that. Sure. But that would be very useful to have. Okay. I think so. I was thinking more that using this now sort of disrupts the plot because it's hard for there to be stuff here without there having been yeah. people here. 
You you notice, by the way, over these past two days, you notice that uh, that that uh, Fedor and Carmen occasionally will help each other over logs and things like that, mm-hmm. and there's there, 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 there's these knowing looks that pass between them, like they're just enjoying their each other's company in a way that's just touching, kind of you know. It's almost like young love, yeah. <laughs> Where it is almost virginal, but at the same time, you know, these longing glances that they have toward each other. All right, I'm going to turn on my detect and detect or detect slash conceal arcana goggles. First, the turning on, so that's eleven. So they're turning on. They're turned on, and I use a few power points. Um, Make a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> nah, uh, it allows it allows me to sense sense or see supernatural persons, objects, and effects in inside, including invisible creatures, enchantments, people, I, enchantments on people, or items, or mad scientists, devices, or so on. And well, I, you see this arm same. by your side, right? Really, man. Okay. Let me just do some recon first before you go ahead. Okay. Right now, all you're seeing is just all this vegetation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you definitely can see inside of it, there's metal. Okay. Like, the, the inside is probably like some kind of stainless or galvanized steel. Okay. Bensing inside that's, that's supporting all this stuff. And uh, the side you're at right now, it looks pretty solid. Okay. No, okay. no movement, no people. Uh, you can't. There's there's definitely things moving around inside the uh, uh, the vegetation, okay. but it's nothing that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. All right, so you. Uh, All right, let's start searching. Let's get closer. All right, so you circle around to the right, and mm-hmm. you see uh, something that looks like a. Um, uh, a metal conduit, um, a uh, water, like a. Uh, it, it reminds you an awful lot of that that um, that overflow uh, exchange pipe. Oh, okay. Okay, and it seems to be sticking out of the ground, but no water's coming out of it. Okay. All right. Um, you look on the inside of it, and you can see that there is definitely. A footprint, a, a a muddy footprint on the inside, uh, where it looks like a bunch of feet have gone there. Like a web footprint, or a no? It looks like a footprint of like a foot. A, a shoe? foot or boot? Boot, boot. Yeah. Boot. Perfect. Right. I, I look I, at our own feet and try to figure if we've gone around in circles. No. It doesn't look like any of our boots. No. Okay. I club you in the back of the head <laughs> for that. I just I go ahead and motion motion um the the guys and I point them and show show them the footprint. He said, "Hey, um, uh, well, uh, uh, considering how overgrown that thing is, maybe they maybe they uh, maybe somebody came in through the uh, 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 this is this is kind of a uh, Emergency exit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were being attacked by dinos inside, you could duck into this and, and go like maybe a hundred feet uh, and be out and be outside. So it's not it's it's only uh, uh, it's only about four foot in diameter. Mm-hmm. So you have to really crouch down. But it's probably the, the the if they're in there, 
this is probably the best way. You know, he says, it goes right in there. Why don't we just, why don't we just call, see if they can hear us? Because they would probably send, send, carry our voices inside. All right. <laughs> I get my, I get my sleep, sleep gas launch already. Okay. I'm just, go ahead, somebody call. Well, you guys want to do it? Yeah. So I uh, call call out. I I, I go hello. Hi, Marco, Marco, Polo. <laughs> um, there's like you know you wait <laughs> about ten seconds. Do I hear about the birds like flutter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden bats and birds come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, that would happen. Uh, there would be a bunch of. Of, of uh, stirring of uh, of stuff in the in the uh, in, in the along the top of the wall uh, of the stuff uh, you uh, and uh, you you see a, a, a pith helmet and a and a face suddenly poke up over the top of the um, of the all the vegetation embankment. God. And, and, and they, they, they um, see if they see you. No. <laughs> like, don't see you guys are all, you know, wearing your forest greens and stuff like that. <laughs> They're not seeing you out there at all. Like, and you, and you hear something you can't, they turn and you, you hear them saying something that you probably can't hear. Um, Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> And you hear this, you hear this, this, you hear this voice going, hello? <laughs> this voice, this, this kind of tentative voice comes, comes softly out of the, out of the, the tunnel. Hello? Hello, my people. I, uh, I, uh, speak back, I say, where, where are you? We're in, next, we're in the, 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 the outpost. Where? Are you? Okay, which, <laughs> which outposts? You know, the one, the one next to the PowerPoint. I say we're many miles down, coming from the other research station. How many are of, of you are there? There's six of us left. And your conditions? Bad, very bad. We've lost a few. Those of us who made it this far. Uh, I get on my walkie, and I try and reach uh, back to Eric, back at the... You're 100 miles away. I didn't know how many miles specifically we were. We're not at the power station yet, are we? Yes. Oh, wow. He peeked his head out. I was wondering if if you're actually talking to him face-to-face, or... Oh, no. No, he, he looked up, and he didn't see you guys. Okay, so, so, you, so basically, you're talking through this tunnel, and they're like, Spirit voices, I hear people talking. I say, sit, I say, sit tight. And then I, I walk over there. You're going you to go through the, the tunnel? Um, you said I see a head poke up. Well, there was a head poke up. They were looking around, and they didn't see anything, and then they were talking down, and then they got down and disappeared, and you heard... <laughs> I walk towards where I saw their head. Okay, well, you can walk closer over to the the big wall of 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 of, of, of um, vines and things like that. You know that there's a uh, there's a 
a steel fence inside of it. Yeah. Uh, and as I get closer, I say, hey, guys. The six, the six of you are just chatting through the pipe. And then you hear this, what? Is there someone on the other side of the fence? Yes. Open the fence. I can't open the fence. It's 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 all. How did you get in? We we came through the pipe. All right. Well, I guess we'll come in through the pipe as well then. Okay. See you in a minute. (laughs) All right. So you guys go through the pipe. Yeah. Okay. Crawl. You know, get, right. Is the, it like muddy or dirty? Or? Yes, it's all those things. Okay. So he went through one mile of filth. No, you, you, you go a hundred feet. <laughs> it's basically the Shawshank Redemption here. Yeah, in a, in a sewer pipe, but it's, but it's not a not sewer as pipe tall. that's used by people. <laughs> it's just a pipe. Okay, so you come out on the other side. They're looking at you, and and and. and and, and this this one woman comes up and gives you a big hug and says, "Come back! Thank God you come! Thank God!" He says, "He says I, I thought we were going to die here." So, so tell me when I should be using this thing. Okay, soon you can go check for stuff that they haven't found yet. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, she's, this this woman gives you a really big hug and, and I pull up from my rucksack some of the uh, supplies, you know, food bandages. Oh, give them water first. Yeah, they have actually. They're not. They're not thirsty. That's the one thing they don't worry about. Lots of water in this place. Rains. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they didn't have to. Right. So are they, they all injured? Like bleeding, bandaged? Um, uh, well, limbs. there's this. There's this one woman who's there, and it looks like she's missing three or four limbs. Oh. They've oh. been. They've been. Uh, it looks like they've been cut, put off. Which yeah. uh, Which limb does she have remaining? She has one arm left. She's missing, right. Uh, right. She's missing two two legs and an arm. Um, she's uh, looks like she has some other injuries as well. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and but uh, the uh, she, and she's just kind of she's kind of laying there, you know. With another, another member of their group is basically has a frond that she's is using to wave off the insects. I'll, I'll try to do some. I'm going to use my first aid kit. <laughs> I think she should be on first aid. Well, maybe to, you know, stir a little bit. Sterilize hey, if you, want, if you want to put a fresh, some fresh bandages on it, she's not going to okay. complain. <laughs> sure. Uh, that's a seven. Okay. Let's see if I can roll, roll a little better. Oh, okay, it's not going to improve her healing. Mm-hmm. Well, just, well, he doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I think he would, you know. I mean... I mean He's, he's, all, he's way past the golden hour. All right. That's now a 10. So yeah. I know okay. it's past the golden hour, but okay. I want to just just get... Yeah, well, um, it's... Maybe you, she's in less pain. You can mm-hmm. see that she, she received an adequate field dressing before. Mm-hmm. That's why she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she definitely be, is benefiting from uh, putting, putting on some, some... It looks like those. It looks like that dressing has basically been on there since it was put on. Mm-hmm. And it's it's you know, inside the the flesh is a little questionable, you know. There, it doesn't look like there's it doesn't look like there's signs of in, of, of of infection, or there might be signs of infection. She's uh, uh, 
and but she's apparently she's it's definitely weeping like mm-hmm. you know wasn't completely sealed properly. Mm-hmm. So you do a better rushed. job. Do a better job. Yeah, it was definitely rushed. Uh, I say kind there, of what I'm giving. There's, there's definite signs of damage to her legs and her arms where she was tourniquet. And mm-hmm. so when I'm giving him food, I say, "Are any of you?" Jamie, or do you know a Jamie? I'm assuming that was the name. I don't remember. Yeah, and and the and the woman you know that you're you're doing such as I'm I'm Jamie, I'm Jamie. Just <laughs> yes, it's me. I'm Jamie. I'm alive. I'm alive. We <laughs> got somebody that wants to see you, and Jamie. Well, not with us. Oh, she's not here. Right. No one here wants to see you. <laughs> not here. Let's get you. Let's get you home. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. What? what? Um, I, I don't think she's going to be able to hide. No, she she won't. <laughs> I, I I say you know give give me a little uh, information. You know, are you currently being pursued? How long have you been holding out here? We've been here since they attacked the. Uh, um, since, since they attacked our research station, was there uh, a, was this an experiment gone wrong, or was it simply an assault from the outside? Well, it was. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand your question. I it, don't know what you're doing at that research station. It, it was, I'm asking: Is this something internal, or is it an external threat? That's oh, it was definitely an external threat. Ooh. It was definitely an external threat. Was it, was it the Dinos, or was it? Oh yes. It was a it was a bunch of them. It just makes no sense. There there was there was like four or five of them, and they were they were like they 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 were they, they were dinosaurs that never they're not they they're, they're antagonistic toward each other, but they were working together with a whole bunch of of, of, of smaller aggressive dinosaurs as like shock troops. Oh my god! It was it was like it was almost like it was a planned attack. They came in and they, they broke in. They broke into the enclosure. They 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 they, they this you know they they they, they plowed in past our defenses. They killed our uh, you know they they killed our men at arms. Mm-hmm. The only thing we could do was run. We and and those of us who didn't get killed immediately. So it was a coordinated attack, huh? But it makes no sense. They're not smart. They're not that smart. And they, and even if they're smart, they don't work together. They, they're antagonistic. Don't you understand? And they saw each other. They would fight each other. What who is, is who is who is saying this? By the way, um, one of the uh, one of the uh, another woman who's who's uh, an older woman again. Looks like she's about thirty. Okay, and she's just she's just raging. She's I just, just grab her by the shoulders and, sh- and shake her. We are in a world with talking pigs, giant leviathans that are in the ocean. You don't think that's probably some of these dinosaurs probably might think like people? No, no, they don't. They don't think like people. That does that. That's not, we have need, we have not seen any evidence of that. Well, you just experienced it. Well, let's get you guys back home so we can get the full story yes. and safe. <laughs> Are you going to take us back to... Uh, uh, you can't take us back to our enclosure. They're probably still there. We're not going that way. We're going back to the other platform. 
You mean you mean the uh, uh, the new uh, uh, New York. No, not Pittsburgh. In, no, it's 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 not New Winster. New Pittsburgh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it, No, that was theirs. You said New Winster. They don't know where we came from. No, maybe they thought ours, they were is, by their ours is New Pittsburgh. Theirs yeah. is the other one. Yeah, theirs is Carnegie Mellon. Theirs is New Windsor. Win- yeah, the, the New Windsor uh, uh, Research Station. Mm-hmm. You're taking us to the New Windsor Research Station? No, no. No, we're from the Carnegie Mellon Station. That, uh, oh, uh, yes, okay, yeah, yeah, you can. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So and and uh, and, and uh, Carmen comes over and she says, she says, "How you doing, mate?" <laughs> Carmen. And, Carmen. Yeah. And, and they look at her and says, "That's that's not that's not a, a Canadian accent. <laughs> she goes, that's Australian. It's space Australian. Darn man, I never can sell that." Anyway, so she looks around and says, "You guys look like uh, you guys look like crap." He says. Uh, so is this? Uh, uh, how long have you been here? And, they, and they've been here for a couple of days, weeks. <laughs> yeah, actually, it took, it's, it took us three days to get here. Yeah. So, so it's five days. So they've been here like a, a week or two. He says, and this is the best you've been able to do. And and they're like, well, it's. <laughs> he says we had to be really quiet because the dinosaurs are outside, and 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 we're not, you know, engineers here, and um, and we had wounded. Yes. And what what and what are you bothering us for? I mean, <laughs> you see, we had a hard time of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look around the area. And see okay. what's... So you start looking around the area. Yes, oh, thank you. Me. The card, okay. And, <laughs> okay, um, and you find, um, you know, uh, uh, as you start, you know, digging around, you find buried uh, in the ground um, uh, these. Uh, uh, basically, um, uh, wrapped in, uh, uh, in oil cloth, uh, metal, uh, locker, you know, uh, foot lockers. Mm-hmm. And you open it up there and it's, it's got, you've got MREs in it. There's, there's a, uh, there's a, a browning a high power in one of them with, with ammo. There's, there's, there's kit. Canteens of fresh water and filter, and they're all just like. It must be pretty. And, and everyone, and, and the people there, they're like their jaws are like. That was here all the time. We've been starving. Because <laughs> they look all they all look very Any medical supplies they, there. Sure, there are. Okay. Looks like that you know, when they when they left the place, they still left all this equipment there. Okay, they didn't. They weren't going to drag it all the way back to their base. It made sense just to leave it there. Okay, yeah. they just buried it. And uh, when they when when they had to abandon the place, actually, you know, uh, and so uh, the idea was that you know, well, why 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 would the stuff be here though? Would it be back at the New Akron base? Well, the idea was originally that that they were going to use this as a oh, okay. So the last time people were here, they buried it. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. Before when they when they put the lines in, you know, they, okay. they put the electrical lines in, they set this thing up to be a forward base yeah. for research. You know, I mean. And of course, that never happened. Yeah. The uh, oh, you got something over here for me? That's for the lady that I just smacked the hell out of, oh, just to go ahead and calm her, calm her down. <laughs> oh, okay. And she realized that I was trying to just keep calm her down at that right. point. And uh, okay, and uh, so they 
So they're they're real happy. They're real happy that you did this. I'm real happy for this Browning High Power. Yes, what yes. Are you about and um, and there's and, and there's um uh, uh there's there's some uh uh, uh there's there's a number of um we we just found like a. You say you found a footlocker, so it's probably an old military no, footlocker. Well, there's a couple of them actually. Oh, they're wow. very. So, I mean, there, there's uh, under the mud and probably right. But like the oil closet, they're wrapped in. Okay, they could easily be, um, you know, with, you know, with some sticks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You could turn them into very serviceable tents mm-hmm. uh, to keep the the rain off. There's no doubt it's been pouring on these people every night. We're, we're definitely going to have to make a stretcher unless somebody's going to carry this lady. Um. Well, the one one of the persons who's kind of a, a, a larger man, mm-hmm. he says, is that I I carried her here. Okay. He says it's it's uh, she's not very big and she's surprisingly light when she's missing her legs and arm. That's not funny. She just she just kind of held up. She just kind of put her her arm around my neck and I just you know. So you're saying this is an M2 Browning 50 cal? Yeah. Yeah, I will. I will have in my pack a means uh, a couple of straps, so just in case, so he can kind of strap her, strap her on her, like a backpack. Yeah, kind of like I a mean, backpack. You, you could probably she can, you could, he can Yoda her basically. You could well, yeah. You could you could weave some kind of a frame like a backpack to, to carry her. Yeah, because I want her to get out of here. All right, alive. <laughs> and uh, and while you're there, you suddenly hear, and, and as you're doing this talking, you suddenly hear this this. Uh, uh, you hear this crackling sound as well. It's not crackling because it's too wet, but you hear this this swishing sound as something pushes its way out of the the, the woods. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you uh, and you and you see this large creature mm-hmm. come stomping out, and it goes and it's uh, uh, and like I said, it's 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 a it's a dinosaur, but it's not it's a different dinosaur. It's mm-hmm. not a T Rex. Mm-hmm. And it comes over, and it literally comes over to the edge, and it looks over the edge at you guys, mm-hmm. and you swear it does a double take. Right. It's like, and they've had dinosaurs constantly trying to get into this place, or they've been yeah, like, well, quiet. But they've been real quiet. If I were to shoot this one, since it spotted us, yeah, I say, what do you think, guys? Should I? No. Should I take this one down, or should I let it go back and tell the others? What are your goggles showing that dinosaur? Is it yeah, anything they, unusual, like maybe a control device in its head? Or I'm just looking at it. So what? What do I see? Anything special about it? It's just a no, normal it, big blob, blobby piece of flesh, basically. Actually, uh, you do notice something. Okay, mm-hmm. it has the cleanest, whitest teeth you've ever seen on a dinosaur. Sharp or rounded? Sharp. But usually dinosaurs have all kinds of stuff hanging inside its mouth, you know, because it doesn't have, you know, toothbrushes and flossing and, and stuff. It, and it just takes a double take at us? Like, and, it, and this thing has, like, its mouth looks clean to you. Does it look clean? Outside, well, aside from it its legs. It just came through a dun- yeah, jungle. It, but I'm just saying is that you notice that. It just looks like... You were surprised at that, and this thing like did a double take, like it was not a normal reaction you were expecting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like a you know a looking kind of thing, but it was you know it was almost a wait, you know like like something surprised it. Mm-hmm. And it turn and it pulls back. Are you going to shoot it? 
Um. Yes, I am with the Browning high power. All right, go ahead. Aim for it. I can't fight your initiative, so I'm not going to even try. <laughs> if I could, I'd like to see if I get a Joker on any of my three cards. Oh, well, I got to get rolling. Of course. What, 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 I what was I thinking? I think once you deal with car, unless this is a one round thing, we might want to yeah. stop. Yeah, because I got it really. And I'm doing a called shot at the queen. You get three cards. Uh, yeah, five. Uh, can't get a five. Seven. Okay, so it'd be a king. Um, so yeah, I'm going to. Um, shoot at it. I'm going to do a cold shot. And what's the relative size of this dinosaur? It's it's a pretty, pretty huge. So you're at least a plus two to hit it for size. Okay. But it's going to be a... Um, I'm going to do a cold shot at its neck. Or or actually at its chest cavity. I'll, I'll shoot at its chest cavity. Well, we can. Remember we All you can see is its head sticking up over the edge. Cold shot at its head. Remember we were discussing how getting a, the heart is sort of hard. Yeah, well, I was so you're a, you're a minus you're a minus two to hit it because minus two overall. Yep, it'd be a uh, plus two minus four for the exactly. Uh, let's see the Browning M two Browning. So rate of fire of three, so I can get three shots. Uh, it's a twelve, which will explode. So the first shot is a fifteen. Okay. So that's going to be a raise. The second you shot... Don't, you don't re-roll both of them. You roll... No, no, it's a rate of fire three. That's I know. independent. You roll three oh. shooting dice plus your hero die. My hero die. Okay. So the first one's a 15. Uh, that is a... Or actually, because I haven't moved, I also get my plus two for aiming. So it's actually a net, net zero. It's a net zero. Um, Call shots minus four, plus two for its size, plus yeah, two for aiming. Yeah, all right, all right. Um, so that's going to be a five, and then this one is an eight. So I'll take the five, the eight, and the fifteen. Uh, okay. So two of them are going to be with a raise. One of them is just going to be a regular. Okay. So it is. At a. Oh, Get that. It's a little bit yeah, more one for the uh, So this is the one with the extra uh, D6 factored in. The two of them have D6s factored in, right? The first one. Um, so it's going to be 12, 14... Uh, 14 points, and it's armor-piercing 4 heavy weapon. So the heavy weapon says I can attack with armored things, like planes or tanks. Uh-huh. Um, so 14 uh, on the first one. The second one is... 21, 30. Uh, armor-piercing 4 as well. Okay. And the third shot is... 8. Okay. 14, 30, and 8. Okay. All right. Well, the 8 doesn't do anything, but the 14 and the 30 definitely do. 
And this thing just basically just pretty much explodes its head. Mm-hmm. And it just flops out of sight. You heard this boom sound as this wet burlap sack <laughs> sound as this thing just thuds to the ground. Well, you may have killed the only talking animal dinosaur. Go ahead, Dirty Harry. Well, it should have said and, something. And, and a cheer rises up amongst the It probably doesn't speak English. The people that are... Everyone understands every language. <laughs> yeah, but it, it must have... A cheer rises up. Island, so. <laughs> Hello, man. <laughs> this is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. Yo, brothers, this was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at Tri-Tech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts, because we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav of the Travcast, Hour 3 of Blind Wolf's Rubber Room Association on DementiaRadio.org, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern.